Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. What's up, everybody? Got here a little bit earlier than usual. Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, being joined by co-host Destin Soglow Frazier. So if this week is proof of anything, we figured out the key is success. If you listen to Talk Brunch, you're automatically a mark. There you go. And in the seat over, we have joining us Mr. Anthony Askew. Hey, everybody. I still don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, nobody does nowadays. I would say play some Hogwarts Legacy. You have a wand that you can use with one. That's a great oh. place to start. <laughs> so tonight, uh, let me even see what we got going on tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, NXT Vengeance, right? That's one of the things. We're going to talk about some altercations backstage in AEW, as well as things happening in regards to more of the business with WWE 2K23 updates. Wow, outpowering impact. Jerry Lawler's situation. His sickness, if you will. Um, some defamation lawsuits. Some profanity at Jeff Jarrett. There's a bunch of stuff on here. Wow, damn. Good God. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat room. Once again, we are back on our main uh, broadcast areas. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Player FM, Podcast Attic, and all other places popular podcasts like us are found. So, thank you also to those of you that joined Vengeance Days. Watch along. I had a lot of fun with you. That was actually the best I've ever done as far as NXT stuff goes. Because as much as people don't like to admit it and they try to act like NXT, how come they're not included in this? How come they're not included in that? NXT is still a very niche thing. And I kind of think that our numbers, even though we're a small community, it proves it. Because our smallest turnout is whenever something's NXT focused. So I also wanted to thank you guys for hanging out with us in the chat room during that Uh it was funny that it was a big arena for the first time or a big, a big venue for one of the first times for NXT. And it was actually a bigger turnout than usual, even in, I'm going to assume, in, in other uh, communities as well. Like, they got more eyes on them. Good for you, NXT. <laughs> Doing it. Yeah, right. Doing it literally live. So I got to give them a lot of credit for that because for a while I thought, oh, boy, their numbers were looking like Rampage numbers, which are, are terrible. Rampage is in like a really bad spot. I guess no one cares about that spot because it's late at night on a Friday. I'm not even covering Rampage tonight, but I'm just going to forewarn you guys that still care about that kind of shit. It was at 406,000 viewers with a point eleven in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is really brutal, even for that time slot, to be completely honest with you. And to make matters worse, on the 17th, they're going to have an episode that's coming on at 7 p.m. because the NBA Rising Stars game... Uh, is having uh, is going to be happening as part of their all-star weekend so they had to change where they are on tnt which is why when they first were making this whole plan and hanging out by poolside and celebrating we were questioning that on here weren't we we were saying but what happens when when there's when you have the game <laughs> literally and, like we thought about these exact scenarios and how we would be on here talking about it and there it is like a, a show that's already literally probably in the worst situation now at 7 p.m so now they're going to lead i guess they're going to lead into smackdown yeah, basically. I don't know if that's worse or better that they that they come. I actually think better if they if I had to choose. I wish they could stay 
in a static spot of that 7 p.m. leading into SmackDown because it feels like a one-hour show is a good lead into something like SmackDown. Yeah, and you're still catching everybody fresh, whereas they're freaking exhausted from SmackDown at their regular time. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, we'll have to see. Right now, I think the problem is there. there's just too much stuff going on with them. They've done that. We talked about it before. They've done that Battle of the Belts how many times after Rampage? Nobody cares about it. No one pays attention to it. And that's because no titles have ever changed on it. It's called Battle of the Belts, and they've never really changed any belts. You know, it's funny. You're, you're, you're right about that, right? Like, like, they have these big, you know, um, things with, with their championships, but it rarely gets switched. And then all the emphasis goes to their blood and gut matches that, that you forget about after a couple of weeks. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like the, the, the belts haven't been really the star of the show in, like, in a while. Yeah, and, and Tony Khan also needs to understand that, and I see his formula, always just before the main event, he'll just, he'll just run a card. Honestly, that's white noise to a lot of people, man. Like, that's not the way you could present things. Because I'm realizing now that I'm trying hard to pay attention to that, that he's literally running down practically his entire week before the main event, whether it be Rampage or Dynamite. He always has this habit. The last thing you'll see will be the whole card graphical lineup, and then you hear the following contest, and we go into the main event. And that's the formula all the time. And although that's good for some things, the problem is that a lot of these matches are literally... It reminds me almost like when you're playing the universe mode. It's just You're just splattering graphics across the screen until I get to what's coming up. You're not really talking about any of these matches you're just showing a quick lineup and 50 percent of the matches do have some story behind it or someone backstage got into some but then there's another 50 percent that just is like oh that would be nice to have it just looked like someone went, oh that would be cool and there's like literally no lead and so it's almost like they they plan everything ahead of time but the planning is poor so it's almost worse than if they did it because go back and look not one rampage match that you've seen is something that they just decided the day before, or we're going to do it. Literally every match on there, they know before Dynamite. Sometimes they're talking about these things weeks in advance, and vice versa. Dynamite will talk about Rampage matches, sometimes two or three weeks in advance, if not at minimum one week. But it still all feels thrown together. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. yeah especially it to be around this long. There's like a direction that they're going in, clearly, but no one sees it. <laughs> So, you know, that's really unusual. But we'll talk about the weeklies in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Let's pick a story here. Oh, I got one perfect. I got to set this up, though. Otherwise, I won't be forgiven. Oh, no. <laughs> there is one person. Every time I have to set up the first story, I get worried. There is one person returning to the Fast and Furious franchise. And his name is John Cena. Enjoy it while you can use it, because who knows how long we'll get to use that. I mean, if he stays big in Hollywood, we'll probably use it forever. How far behind are you in those Fast and Furious movies? There, there, there's like, there's going to be like 10 of them now, or 11 if you include like the spinoffs or whatever. So we talk about this every time one of these trailers comes up, which is now, I guess, an annual thing. I'm so far behind. I've told you guys, my history is I've watched the first. I'm not crazy about them. I watched the first two. I watched Tokyo Drift. And I'm familiar right. with who Han is because I've watched Better Luck Tomorrow, which was a fantastic movie that connects with them. I've never watched. Uh, I don't know if I watched five or three. And whenever I see these trailers, 
and and that's the tell you it's crazy because it's like more and more over the top like there are flying tanks and people jumping off of rockets and shit it starts to look like oh, that game. What, shit. Okay. What's, that, what's that game you are so you are so far behind it's crazy because like they started off as a ragtag group of of like delinquents that stole dvd players from moving trailers that was their big thing that they were doing right and paul walker the cop was like i got a warm dom these truckers are fighting back and it's like some <laughs> one redneck trucker had like a shotgun. He's like, ah, oh, someone trying to steal from me. And then he, he shoots at the guy. And now he's dangling there, right? That was his whole thing. And then you fast forward to nine. They were, yeah, now, they now were they're fighting over a weapon called God's Eye. Yeah, yeah I like, see all this they're, stuff They're, they're literally on. in space. They're fighting submarines. They're, 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 they're super agents now. I watched Vin Diesel drive a truck through between two skyscrapers in the last movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it's v- crazy. Vin now. Diesel has a, has a long-lost brother, which is the, the, the craziest story. The trope you could possibly think of to throw in. Hey, man, we need to throw in a brand new character. Okay, cool. New bad guy, new good guy, whatever. But he has to be meaningful. Oh, okay. It's How so about crazy. Dom has a long-lost brother? Perfect. Nailed it. There's just too much <laughs> it's happening, so, man. It's so crazy. There are, there are like 12 movies now of these things. And, and there's no stopping them. There's no stopping them. Yeah, it, it's really I don't know what they the can top. do. I don't know what they can, I don't know what they can do. I can't believe they don't even race cars in that. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any car racing in it. Just rockets and uh, it, what's yeah, that they, game with the bad controls where you like you sort of harpoon all over the skies? Yeah, well, that was their. Um, so that here's was, the thing, right? That this was is, that one. That's what we're gonna call yeah, it. <laughs> that, that was the, the, the. Well, it was their video game. But what, what's sh- shocking to me is that like Vin Diesel, somewhere in there, is it, just a normal dude that happens to like. You know, World of Warcraft, Magic the Gathering, video games. He's kind of like a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. And he's made good games before with his studio. He made Escape from Butcher Bay, which by all metrics is an actual good game. Like, he's made a couple good video games back in the day, you know? So he has that ability. There's no way that he can objectively play that new Fast and Furious game and be like, great game, or even good game. That game literally starts right away like you press like you go to the menu you press play and then boom there's no cutscene no intro you're just you're driving over <laughs> you're, you're already just driving like a mobile game you know what i mean and it goes like it's it's such a bad low budget game it's shocking to me that, that, that he released it just based on who he is and what he's done in the past i, I don't understand it yeah but no there was, a, there, there was another game though shit, honey. There was another game that it rem- that, that the Fast and the Furious reminds me of. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it's not that. It's with a guy who harpoons. It's like an open world guy, and he has like a harpoon thing, and he Spider-Man's all over the city and blows it's everything. Just cause, out. just cause, yeah. Which I also don't like, by the way. Those are really bad. You guys told me I would like it. We stream three, and it just hey, from it, Avalanche it, it, Studios, the makers of Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they did better with Hogwarts. You know. Because, uh, yeah, we tried that on here. But that's what they remind me of, the Fast games, or the Fast movies. It kind of looks like that, that, uh, that franchise, where it's just like the stuff is just too over the top. People jumping out of airplanes, jumping on top of trains, moving at the speed of light. Like you guys said, going to space. I'm surprised they haven't had like crossovers with, with the Avengers, really. The Avengers that think I all that craziness. They'd be overpowered. <laughs> I don't know who in the Avengers could stop them. Yeah, this is true. So I, I think this is John Cena posted the, uh, he says, getting to, getting to enter a franchise and the Toretto family was an incredible honor. Hashtag Fast 9 allowed us to, fans to reconnect with characters we've missed and go on the adventure that only the Fast Saga can deliver. Excited for the Fast 10 trailer launch tomorrow. 
but uh isn't this the trailer he he put that with the link of the trailer in there it's so strange <laughs> how did he do that right? right it's not like you could edit a tweet he literally the last thing he says is excited for the fast 10 trailer launch tomorrow but then under it is the video he links to if that's coming out tomorrow then what did he link us to in in there i have this hopefully this is it Oh, we got to get some audio in here, right? No one outruns their past. And mine. Just caught up to me. Oh, my God. So we're up against a See? <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks you just you like have that no game. idea how tame this looks so far compared to the other stuff that they've done. Who is he? Right, this is baby stuff. It's been my entire life in your shadow. Now your little family... So John Cena is his long-lost brother? John Cena is Vin Diesel's long-lost brother that was introduced on the ninth movie of this franchise. <laughs> the ninth movie. They're like, you know what? You have a long-lost brother. Wait, wait for the 11th movie when they reveal his long-lost sister, who's the meaner, tougher uh, Toretto, right? What the fuck am I watching? You see what I mean? These are crazy. For years, I've been trying to figure out how how the hell Han's alive, but I guess at this point that's completely, like, irrelevant, you know? That's such an irrelevant, no one cares. They were in space, Rick. <laughs> they, they literally went to goddamn space in a car. I can't remember what car, it was like a you 1970s why still car. <laughs> they were in space, right? Again, again a, a, a bunch of guys with zero experience with anything NASA or astrophysic related just jerry-rigged like a 1970s car and was like, oh, just basic math. I can, I, I can float this in like a, like a regular vehicle. And yeah, sure enough, they went to space. That's where the franchise is right now. Yeah. I, I, it's like I almost want to see it, but I don't know if I would enjoy it. And I like action stuff, too. It's just every time I see it, it's like, are you kidding me? Do it for the sake of watching the car crash. Pun intended. To think they were all street racers, do they even remember? You know what? Need for Dude, they Speed. Were literally stealing DVDs. Need for Speed should copy this formula. They should start one with street racing and keep those characters, and then they eventually go to space and fight, and it becomes like Call of Duty in space. You know, Need for Speed first person shooter. You know, develop your characters. I'm surprised they haven't. I heard this was going to be the last one, though, right? And Vin Diesel didn't, uh, uh, not Vin Diesel, Rock didn't want to come back because he hates Vin Diesel. Remember we covered isn't that the here? tagline of, of the 10th movie the beginning of the end? Not even the end, but the beginning of the end. So God knows how many more movies we need to establish the actual end. This is just the beginning of it. Another the end's ten. never going to come. They're just going to keep doing it. Another 10 or so. They're going to do three they, more they, movies and the next one's going to be the middle of the end. They keep making money. They keep making like a billion dollars with these things. It's ridiculous. I think if they keep going, they'll eventually get The Rock back. He's been known to sell out. You know? I don't think that his morals and principles are above money anymore. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back just on, like, on the fact that his last solo movie, Black Adam, bombed. Right? And arguably killed an entire universe. You know, and had to hard reset that thing. You blame, you, know him? I mean? you blame him well, more why, than James you Gunn? Go back? You blame him more than James Gunn for that? Yeah, but James Gunn was kind of like 
So I, I think we we had this discussion a little while ago. James Gunn right now with the with the DC universe is kind of like uh, Paul Heyman when Dixie Carter approached him all those years back in the late 2010s to uh, run TNA. Right? They were in talks. He was gonna do it, and then. Paul Heyman's stipulation was, hey, I, I want to get rid of like 90% of all your veteran guys. Anybody above a certain age bracket, they're done. Right? I'll keep one, but I'm going to let go of everybody else, and we're going to do a youth movement, and we're going to reboot and start fresh, which is what James Gunn wanted to do, right? Dixie ultimately said, no, we're not going to do that, and then she went with uh, Russo behind the scenes and a couple other people, but they almost had Paul Heyman. Right, so Batista or not Batista, uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson in Black Adam was basically the catalyst for Dixie to have said, "You know what? Yeah, we're gonna do it." Right, because there was no bomb event that that Paul Heyman could go to the the point. Hey, man, you guys are tanking. TNA yeah. for as much shit as everyone gives it, they weren't really tanking. They were just quietly and very oddly staying stable with their point eight six, point nine, point seven rating. They just never really went above that you know, uh, rating mark. So they didn't have a bomb point. DC has a bomb point when, when Black Adam bombed. They point to that and be like, see, it needs a reboot. And they go, okay, yeah, you're right. It needs a reboot. Was so it a yeah, bomb, man, though? I blame them. Was it a bomb though? Because I heard it was some, like a success. Like didn't The Rock go t- tweeting some numbers or was really proud of how good it did? Like the critic, like the critic score was low. I think, but opening, score? I think opening week, at the, opening weekend or whatever did good. But, but then it didn't, uh, it didn't do good after. It didn't do what, what it was expected to do. And I, like, honestly, if you really think about Black Adam, the, the DC Universe, where it stands now, and how this whole thing played out, it's so obvious to me that that, that movie wasn't going to... Like, why would Black Adam have his own solo movie? You already made Shazam, which even though it wasn't the biggest hit for you guys in terms of box office success, critically, everybody loved it. It got good reviews. People wanted to see the sequel. You're making a Shazam sequel anyways. Why not just have the Shazam sequel and introduce Black Adam there as the main bad guy, which he should have been? You know, it's weird. I don't understand why you tried to make him this hero, anti-hero, mainly hero character, which I hate, when he should have just been a Magneto-like character in Shazam 2, which would have been a, a, a better move because people already are familiar with Shazam. There was already a movie that people saw. You know, you're introducing a brand new character who's a bad guy. It's a huge risk. It's a huge risk. Yeah. He had a vision, but you saw how fast he sold out, right? And he, he started posting pictures of him with Stan Lee. And he really... About, he, and how, yeah. And he started talking about how much Stan Lee meant to him and how much Stan Lee did. And it was like, Jesus. Like... Black Adam's not you even wait, warm. Black Adam's not even warm in the ground yet, homie. Like you, you were quick turn co. The he may as well have just wrote. He he should have pulled a Brett and just spelled Marvel, you know, at the end of Black Adam. You know, I was just like, what are you doing? You spelled Marvel. And it bothers me because I'm pretty fond of Stan Lee, you know. So seeing him like use that because it felt like it was used. Like you wouldn't have done that shit. Oh, it if was, you were it was still, totally used. Like if you were still, you, in the you, you remember when Brie Larson did that shit when Stanley passed away and she released that selfie for with the Starbucks. Man, mm-hmm. what a legend! You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. And she's That's really all, nasty too. Like she's super nasty. I've seen like videos of her where people have asked her. Like if they um if she's coming back and she's like really candidly like well do they want me back does anybody care to see me back like she's been like pretty mean you know no fucks are given by her apparently 
But yeah, I don't even know where to begin with these. I guess I probably start at the beginning. That like, the last time I saw these was when they were. There's out. no point. There, there, yeah, there's they, literally you're, you're going to be there all day trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Like if if you're looking for some sort of story content, dude, Letty has died, come back from the dead. You know, like, like lost her. Like every every stereotype and trope that you can think of from a TV show that you've watched from like the the freaking eighties to nineties to two thousand, they've done in those movies. The only thing they haven't done is crank high voltage. That or it was all a dream. <laughs> I used to rework my stuff, you know. Yo, I can't, I can't uh, think about the movie Crank without thinking about our Ric Flair tinfoil. Remember, we were saying that he he's like old man Crank. The whole reason he's still alive, he he just has to keep going. <laughs> he's still still going. He just never stops. That's a secret. <laughs> If I were to go and you don't understand how bad I want us to come on here now, because all I think of is a fucking sea for the second one where they're dragging it behind the fucking boat. Fuck you, Chelio. <laughs> Keep going, Rick. I want you to live forever, man. But God, what do I? What the fuck will I do if Ric Flair passes away? You know, like shut up. Yeah, I know. I hate. I mean, it's scary to think about. But what the fuck would I do? Like, remember what it was like on here when Dusty died? That sucked. Dusty died. When Piper died, like. Oof. And I admit, we're a little biased because there's people that have died that we've kind of given them like a minute and a half. All right, thoughts and prayers. We gave Dusty practically a funeral. But uh, it's like, I don't know what the hell I would do with Ric Flair, honestly. Ric Flair is one of the greatest people in the entire business. And good God, it's just scary. I realized that uh, time's going by and we're getting all this shit when Roxanne Perez, they shared like a, like a, um, a video of her getting getting the divas autographs on an episode of total divas yeah back when she was a little kid (laughs) you know baby like that's just that's depressing for me god like is total divas at the point where someone could be on it back when they were a little kid yes (laughs) i guess i'm never catching up i watched I think the first season of it before I gave up and thought I'll come back to this someday. What are they like decades of that shit now? I don't even know. Look, I'll show you right here. I have it. This is Roxanne Perez as a wee lass. Fresh out the box. Look at her! No, she's not. Oh, I don't know about that. You shut the fuck up. She she contributes to the business, ma'am. Hey, you know I've always I've always been really high on Nikki, though. I'm not gonna act like I wasn't. Like Nikki did a great job. Yeah, Nikki wasn't the one knocking people out. So last two years, Nikki Bella, she was really really good. Like she could actually carry a match competently. You know what I mean? Like she was actually really good. Yeah, she was. She was literally. She doesn't doesn't get enough credit for that. She, she 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 didn't knock live unconscious. So it it was it was and solid snake in the face once on the way down. It was solid snake and liquid snake all over again. I got all of the recessive genes, brother. You know, <laughs> <laughs> because Brie. <laughs> Sometimes that's why Brie's just in the background while Nikki talks about how much they need to give divas a chance. You yeah. see Brie in the background nodding, just like her character. Because if she's in the background, she can't kick anybody in the fucking face or botch back-to-back suicide dives. 
Yeah, right. All right, well, staying back there in drinkery mode, like don't. Let's get into some wrestling. We got to get back to the dirt sheets because there's a lot of stuff that happened. Apparently, someone's even suing Pat McAfee. But I want to toggle this. What the fuck? I know. I want to make sure we balance out wrestling in the middle of this somewhere. So let's do Vengeance Day, which uh, shouldn't be too long. We had Vengeance Day, which came to us from Charlotte, North Carolina, Spectrum Center. I guess it just... uh, it pretty much explains itself. It's Vengeance Day. NXT Vengeance Day. Welcome to Vengeance Day. It's the first match on this was the NXT North American Championship. Wesley against Dijak. And, uh,. This was really good. I was surprised. Yo, this I was, was a hell of an opener. I was rolling my eyes like, all right, we're going to start off with some David and Goliath stuff. But this was very physical. This was very tough between the two guys. You know, like they are, the sequences were on point. Wesley makes a great champ. It's, it's by happenstance of what happened to his partner that he even became a champ. But yeah, this was really impressive to uh, to watch. I thought that he might lose it here, but I guess they're not high on Dijak enough. He did just get his, his uh persona back remember he was well, he was that yeah. guy keep- and th- i think this match was more just to wash that retribution stink off him yeah what was his old name again t-bar was he t-bar it was something job some kind of bullshit i don't know yeah it was t-bar right yeah i can't believe they did that to him he was i remember him and damian priest and ring of honor having such a great feud and just the high-flying shit they were doing to each other's two big guys. like that was the best guy that feuded with damian priest back in the indies and they turned i remember into like him a, keith lee and damian priest had a fantastic three-way for the north america title in nxt mm-hmm. and then he got turned into t-stank or whatever the fucking name was yeah no they, it was pretty brutal you know but yeah, overall good match. Wesley retains. He hits the AJ Styles move, that spiral tap at one point, which was really solid. That I guess was it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's the link to just that move exclusively for anybody that's interested in seeing it. Yeah, that crazy hurricane run in there. Um, I have images of it, but I know Dijak messed up his freaking finger. Or something. Yeah, he, uh, he dislocated it. He's lucky he wasn't in a match with Del Rio. He wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I'm slow remembering that Sin Cara. Oh, good stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Get the f- I absolutely love it. He pulled it I, I remember, away. like, the, the, the anger on his face when he went out there. Like, he just what gleefully wanted to. <laughs> I, I remember the tone in his voice. He pushed the ref out of him and Get the fuck out of my way. I was like, What's happening? I was like, Is this part of the story? And then I saw King Sin Cara's finger. See, that's the thing. But this guy kept wrestling, like Stacey said in the chat, you know, where, where Sin Cara called for the bell, which. It, you know what? I'm sure the finger must suck, but I mean, in the grand scheme of wrestling, when you look at stuff like what Triple H has done, or even Vince, that that in the back must look like a bitch move. Right. You know what that I mean? Like, 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 imagine stubbing your toe, and you walk by a man who tore both quads and had crushed yeah, I mean, in the elimination chamber and finished all three times. Like, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I understand that, but, but but you know, like like like. Obviously, it hurt. It hurt to the point where you had to call it, right? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give him some credit and say, you know what? The pain had to have been up there. Yes, compared to other people, you would look at it and be like, "Bruh, this is a total bitch move." But the pain had to be high enough to where it's like, he, like he couldn't go on, you know. 
as a wrestler because he came up from Mexico. It's not like he was soft and you know he had no training prior to this, and he was just kind of like making his name through WWE's developmental. He went out there through um, what was it CML uh, in Mexico, and I think I think AAA or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so so he had a rep. You know, so he knows the locker room culture. He understands this is going to be frowned upon, and he made the call to take the the licking, not just in the locker room, but but also uh, from 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 Del Rio. You know, so yeah. it had to have been. You know, pretty friggin' painful for that to to happen in that. Oh, order, I'm sure. Know? But again, in contrast, you know, to someone having torn quads and finishing a match. One time, Triple H got hit with that dry ice and went out there burning and finished the match. You know what I mean? I remember. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's been some crazy shit. Sometimes when you look at it in hindsight, you wonder what Sin Cara would have done. Like, imagine Sin Cara doing his trampoline and the dry ice hits him. You would have seen him like patting himself out and shit, and he would have ran back. Take a caught fire and wrestle the whole elimination <laughs> chamber. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Taker was on fire. He got burned and shit. I've just seen like you know that's the reason why it's the WWE man. They 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 literally haven't stopped matches for death. Not that I'm condoning it, but they haven't stopped matches for death, let alone a fucking finger. You know, but this is the finger that Dijak had. Oh, yeah. And then apparently Bray tweeted his fingers. His finger messed up too because then Bray Wyatt. Tweeted out this finger. I think Bray did that at, a ho- at like his first house show back, so that was some time ago. Okay, because I was like, when the hell? Because I remember happen? hearing that. I remember hearing like early, um, maybe a f- month or so, a couple of months ago, that Bray messed up his finger at house show. Yeah, and then apparently it doesn't look good. And then Roxanne split her finger, but we can't see it <laughs> because uh, she has a covering over. But it's just like, what the hell, right? That's a lot of well, the three people that are all tough for the same car. No, <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of people got a lot of. It was been a rough weekend. I'm gonna say, you know, like especially for people's people, fingers. People caught some beatings this weekend, like this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Surprisingly enough, the uh, the match was good. The mob guys got involved, of course. Nature Boy, you the what's up? Do do we know each other, Nature Boy? Is, no I know fucking first, way. Is that the Nature Boy? I think it is. I know we're fir- your first time user on here, but do we know you from somewhere? I remember that name from what? That better not be the nature boy I think it is. Oh, shit. Oh, yes! <laughs> wow. What's up? Good to see you, buddy. Holy shit, it's been a bit. Man, so much has happened. Where do we begin? Huh? I hope you're doing good, man. Welcome back. Oh, my God. Nature boy's from way back in the day of the community. Yeah, man. Hope you I showed. I first showed up when nature boy was still hanging around. Like, to be fair, Nate, we haven't missed one episode week since the last time you've been here. <laughs> yes. We've just we've just kept upgrading and upgrading. You know, it's crazy. Did a little moving around, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, Nature Boy, I have a way better connection than the last time I think you were here. So <laughs> I don't know it's been that long. Yeah, Destin's the co-host. I don't even know if he was co-host when you when you were. Uh... Back when I was like so barely that. a caller. Right? <laughs> yeah, he used to just call in and he used to DM us all the time and bother the shit out of us about suggestions for the show. Remember that? Oh my god, those are the days. That's why, which I mean, hey, thinking ahead, my birthday lands on show day again this year. That's why the running gag is there. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Probably the best story ever. <laughs> all right. So we're covering Vengeance Day. The next match on this was the the uh, 
NXT, NXT women's, women's tag title match. Tag title. I got confused when I looked on the screen and saw the guys. I forget that they come out as valets. But <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Katana Trance and Caden Carter, the ninjas as we call them, defending against Fallon Henley and Kiana James, being accompanied by Brooke Jensen and Josh Briggs, of course. What were your thoughts? All I'm saying, this? one of these teams was, I think they had set the record for longest tag title runs. The other team, second time they're teaming together. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't see this being a match that was going to actually uh, have a title change hands, especially as I've gotten so comfortable with, with Katana and Kaden having that championship because they're, they are what's considered the key of the division, you know? And they had been mentioning on commentary that they were the like longest reigning NXT women's tag team champions. And these two really were just copy and pasted when you look at it. They, you know? This is their second time teaming together. Yeah, and they're like reluctant members already. So it's just strange to me that they even like, went something like that. You know? Yeah, but overall, yeah, the good the match is good because the sequences and everything are good. I guess they're gonna move these guys. I'm gonna guess that they're moving Katana and Kaden to SmackDown or Raw. That's the only thing that makes sense. Because they're way too good to have just dropped it to these girls unless there was an urgency for a call-up, which is the only thing that makes sense at this point. So I'm going to call that we see them really soon because what the hell else are they going to do? They were champions for a really long time. What was the number on that? Oh, God. I'm not even sure what the exact... I know it was definitely... It was almost 200 days, I think. And look at that win. Keep that they in have, mind. Like, they have to... It can't be anything else but them getting called up. Keep that win in mind because it's going to come into play later on in the show believe it or not like the whole crowd has like a what the fuck look on their face yeah it didn't really make too much sense to me here's the link for anybody who wants to look at some of the exchanges in that match and you get the dramatic apollo entrance right i'm not apollo uh freaking uh carmelo carmelo i think he'll be a future nxt champion Oh, easily. I don't know how long it'll take. You get all the tools. I hate the Apollo intro, man. I can't stand Apollo's fucking intro, though, with that wide-eyed shit he does now. No, he's only done it once. He did that one time. Well, I can't stand it. like a reoccurring bit. (laughs) That being said, he is still good in the ring. You know, he is very solid. Now, if they could just find okay, he has all the tools, just minus the push. And there's, there's a lot of guys that are good in the ring, though. You know, doesn't even want to yeah. watch them. At least not anymore. Yeah, his time kind of came and went, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, when there was, like, an opportunity for us to, like, have a guy like that around, uh, and there weren't many guys like that around, they just weren't pushing him. He's a, he's lucky right there that he didn't mess up his knees, if you really look at the way he lands there. Oh, you, could, yeah. you, versus, uh... you could bust your knees up with something like that. So that's pretty crazy. You know, trip out there, valeting also. We got a lot of male valets. <laughs> a lot of meat. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the he needs, to, he needs to go away and re- reinvent himself somewhere else. They the mean, longer he stays in NXT or in WWE in general, with the way he's being booked, it, it's just going to hurt him in, in, like in the long run. Yeah. I At this point, I feel like it's almost too late for him, though, because like, he was Apollo Crews when he first came up. Then he feuded with MVP. Then he was Wakanda Cruz, and now he just opens my eyes with Drew. Is from overall, like like Like, anywhere? 
That's that. That's pretty harsh. Holy shit! I'm just like, like it's just, it's kind of too late for him. I think, like, like what could, like, what could anybody really do with him that's going to kind of undo WWE? Barely do anything. Come on, do, do, are, are you telling me that he can't do a Zack Ryder Matt Cardona comeback? How dead in the water was Zack Ryder prior to him leaving uh, to go to the Indies? Yeah, are, but are, are you going to are you going to tell me that Apollo Cruz had a worse treatment? Worse treatment than Zack Ryder when when they buried him? No, definitely not. They put him in a wheelchair and threw him off the stage. Had, had, like, <laughs> right, had Johnson like, steal his girlfriend. Oh my like, God, like, like, you can't <laughs> possibly tell me that, that that he was treated worse than Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder had the worst burial, arguably of all time, in that company. Left the company, was hated on still by people. Embraced it, became a character, became you know he, he reinvented himself. And now he's a little bit of a commodity to the point where WWE is actually like fighting for him to not get uh, trademarks to his name, Zack Ryder. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, like, like he can absolutely reinvent himself, whether he decides to do it or not. I don't know. But the, I'll tell you right now, the longer he stays with this company, no matter how financial security is for the time being, the moment he leaves it, like, it's just going to hurt him. Like he's got to leave. He's got to reinvent himself. If you, if he has any ambition, of being a main event somewhere or an upper mid card guy somewhere, he has to leave because right now he's like enhancement talent. You know so, what I mean? Like, like, like he, he's Norman Smiley right now. You know, he's got to leave. So for anybody who was in the chat room during our live Vengeance Day watch along, just dicking around and being a bit of oh a oh my god, <laughs> I was saying that I would like to see Commander Aziz. Like I was, I was somewhat demanding that Commander Aziz, uh be a part of this Apollo Crews storyline. You know, and I literally the, said, I think the next thing I said when I was like, well, you know, he doesn't have the uh he doesn't have the accent. He's not Wakanda Cruz anymore, so that's not gonna happen. Well the first thing you said was something like, no, we don't want that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I said it because there was no possible way that we would get Commander Aziz. You don't understand. You have to go back and watch the watch on still on our VOD. I was fucking shocked. When Commander Aziz <laughs> actually came, I never thought I would see Everybody. this guy again. I never thought I'd see him again. Period. Let alone with with Cruz. So this blew. I couldn't believe. I thought I was hallucinating. It was like Commander Aziz on NXT. And it's so funny because like the last time we heard anything about him, we heard that he was gonna get stuck with Cora Jade. Yeah. So this is this makes Apollo Cruz look even worse because this is what happens. Commander Aziz comes out and he interferes on behalf of, of Apollo Cruz. And then Apollo loses anyway. And he daps up Apollo like, yeah, welcome back. And then not he only loses does he lose, anyway. But then and then and then freaking now that now they put him back to Kale, he whoops his ass afterwards. Yeah, and after he loses Like yeah. you helped him, high fived him, and then whooped his ass. What? Yeah, he comes in, they reunite. Like all I'm saying is you know if you go do that, you're not supposed to like touch the other guy, right? Like that's I don't know why the hell they put Commander Aziz back in this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Chase you, I love Chase you. Fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> is my favorite, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump a little ahead. We don't need all these intros. But this is the NXT Tag Team title fatal four-way match. The New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defending their championship against Pretty Deadly's Elton Prince and Kit Wilson against Gallus's Mark Kofi and Wolfgang against Chase U's Andre Chase and Duke Hudson being accompanied, of course, by Thea Hale. Oh, and, um, oh, this was all over the place. 
Yeah, this was a wild match. There were a lot of cool there things. There were so many this. moving parts. This was nuts. You know, they're lucky that they got to work with somebody like uh, the New Day that has the level of experience that they do in these kind of matches. It was a good idea to bring them down and give those titles a rub. And I'm glad that it didn't overstay its welcome because they don't belong down here. You know, but uh, still cool to have them for the time that we did. Right. Yeah. I think I saw like a small clip somewhere where like um, Kofi had mentioned like Sean hit him up one day and was like, hey, you guys want to come down to NXT? for a little bit and it was like yeah just the concept of working with people they haven't worked with before was just fun for them yeah and and i gotta admit as much as i don't like pretty deadly like that's the intent and purpose they work really well it's just holy shit they make it they make it terrifying that they might win that's what that's what i love so much about them they make you hate that you hate them so much because they're just obnoxious as all hell but they're fucking good yeah, like <laughs> they are not messing around. I wonder what happens with New Day now. Like, what is next for them? She'll back up the Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, like I said before during the watch long, I said they can help fight the Bloodline. Kobe ain't trying to get no Roman ass open again. I mean, who knows them better than the than the New Day, right? <laughs> and I really think about it. I was surprised. I don't know too much about these guys, but Gallus goes over. You said that they're good. Oh, they're great. Former, uh, I think they're still, they still have the record. I think they went out with the record of uh, longest reigning NXT UK Tag Team Champions. So they've been to the top of the mountain of places before. I didn't expect them to win this match, but just because I watched their entire NXT UK run, it's pretty believable that that, that they'd be champions. I thought it was going to be Chase U. Yeah, I was expecting Chase U. Like, I think I even said when we, um, when we did the predictions, I was like, if it's not, if it's not Chase U, I was thinking Gallus. Yeah, so they're investing in those guys, and now mm-hmm. New Day has some violent ass champions in NXT now. That's for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. I love that finisher. They were, I don't think I've ever seen them do that. It was um, a running forearm shiver into a power, into a power slam. Yeah, very cool. Next up is the NXT Women's Title Triple Threat Match: Roxanne Perez defending her championship against Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane. And uh, oh, this was lovely. Yeah, this storyline kind of somewhat overstood its welcome, though, just in the sense that, like, I don't know, we can't, how how, often, how much more two-on-one shit can we do with these three girls? They were doing a lot of it on NXT, the whole will-they-won't-they they split up nonsense that they, that they kept playing at, and I would just like right. to see Roxanne do a little bit more one-on-one title defenses now that she's the champion. You don't want to have a new champion and you're already putting them in gimmick matches. I know some people say this isn't a gimmick match, but it's a gimmick match. It was good. Toxic Attractions are very well done and everything, but I would have liked to see a little bit more one-on-one, but I guess they're working with what they can for uh for the time being which is interesting i wonder if there would have been like a fatal four that would have included mandy had she not left well had she not been fired yeah well had she not been here you know <laughs> either way i wonder if this was leading into the same storyline but just with the three of them and i wonder if they would have broken up toxic attraction because that was a really hot act you know it's the act they've always wanted at least what vince always wanted you it, it, it was his beautiful people you know what i mean that was the girl group he's literally always wanted. They finally had it, and it's weird to me that, that, that it didn't get the call up that I th- that I thought it was going to get. Obviously, the whole Mandy Rose thing probably p- played a factor into that. But I always kind of found it because like this was always the group that Vince you know tried to establish. Yeah, it really was, and uh, he tried it with Lay Cool, and it didn't work there. 
you know oh this was like yet another attempt at it but yeah, I always yeah, wondered this, if this was like... This, this was an entertaining match, though. This, yeah. Roxanne re- feels really seasoned, even though she isn't, right? Isn't that nuts? That's some crazy shit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I guess part of it is their ROH train. I was worried here we were going to get the Undertaker-Kane double win. They have oh, to God, share the titles no. now, thinking, oh, no, you know? I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as I saw the table come out, I was like, oh, God, Gigi's going. Yeah, there she goes. And then Super Pop Rocks. Super Pop Rocks for the win. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Good job. Apparently, this was always the plan, though. They were always going to have her uh, win the championship. This was the direction they were going to. I listened to the whole Shawn Michaels media call for NXT. He said it was just yeah, a matter of... Yeah, I think um, it was just it was supposed to be a New Year's Evil instead of that NXT. Yeah, they just rushed it, basically. Yeah, they, did, they just had to speed it up a little bit. I'm not even really sure why, to be, to be honest. Like, I, I think even with the, the whole OnlyFans thing, like, I, I still feel like if, if they just swept it under the rug... The people they were worried about getting a hold of it probably wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think it would have had the effect that they were probably thinking it would have had if, if they kept her. So I, I think it was just a uh, a needless move. I don't think it needed to happen. Yeah. So uh, we get finally get to our main event: the steel cage match, the WWNXT title, Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has a very theatrical intro. <laughs> Oh god. It's uh it's pretty wild. Let me see something here. This shit was funny. <laughs> I just wanted to show you guys something before we get into it. So these are the people for anybody that was wondering who the people were. These were the performance center recruits they used Frankie Sterfling, Leah Mitchell, Monica Clisara, Sarah Bayer, Jay Gentile, and Brianna Rogerio. You better work, bitch. You better work. <laughs> Why? Why better they work? That? When I see this picture, you better work, bitch. Now you know who they were. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured there was a little Easter egg for you in case anybody. Yeah, you never know. He might be like the Charlotte Alexa, but we always see him down the road and be like, I remember you. You were the Walder girl. Yeah, and the future will come back to this and be like, remember when they were dancing on the screen? Like like when the Nitro right. girls make it big. And we can't act like that shit don't happen girl. all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever works, right? Uh, Becky and Bailey will be inside a steel cage. It's so funny that the cage makes that sound. I always think about that. Dun, 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 I love dun, that sound. Dun, dun. Look at him being an asshole with the freaking chain mail. Like this, like, like Braun's uncle. He's lucky this Steiner isn't crazy. Right. He thought he gets worried when this Steiner hops on a mic. He thought he was going to drink out of a golden shoe. I'm glad that they did all of that and him not win. Because it'll, right. it'll, because it will make people always keep their guard up. Because I bet there were a lot of people thought, oh, that means he's gonna win. They brought out the shoe and the girls. Sorry, not happening. 
I do like that he added that as a part of it because that is like um somewhat of a tradition amongst like Australian sports athletes. On the call, big when you drink out of the shoe. Yeah, I'm glad that it's a new shoe. Right. <laughs> that makes me just feel good. You it's know, it, it, it's not show it champagne and toe cheese. Like, yeah. They don't drink. Yo, out go of back home. a little bit. That running spot scared the fuck out of me for Waller because, like, you hear him hit the cage. Well, fuck, fuck, fuck that. I'm shoot scared if you come at me that fast. Yeah, this was a this was a great match for bumping. I'll tell you that much. I like told you, man. I told you to have faith when I first saw Waller. I thought, yep. We're good. See, you know what it was? Because I was, I, I was not for anybody that had that 2.0 stink on him. But I was like, see, you you, you were just in the wrong NXT. You're good. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Quest? How is it going, buddy? Gagging, Quest. Yeah. I knew Waller was going to be all right, man. I, I felt that uh, Duke Hudson was going to be more than what he is. But I guess they decided to just do the Chase you think for the time being. That'll probably lead to a feud with him and Andre Chase. He needs an exclamation you know, but yeah, they they hit the jackpot with these guys. This is a very good class of NXT. They, like you said, they were just the unfortunate victims of the wrong class of NXT because it had that yeah. 2.0 stigma. Like they had the stigma of like you're just here to replace what's good, so you're automatically in the ship <laughs> on the ship list. Yeah, and they and like they I also, said with Waller, Waller came at that point where they introduced like 80 people at the same time, and it's like yo yo, you're doing way too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did a really good job. I didn't realize until this point that it was like you can't win. I forgot all about that. That you can't win. Yeah, by Sean, Sean the removed the escape rule from this. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I said during the watch along. That's the words you never thought you'd hear in wrestling. You want to talk trash on social media now? In a cage. <laughs> Yeah, we were kind of surprised that uh, Braun won, but then, of course, Carmelo came out, and it's like, oh, that makes sense now. Carmelo's going to be a good champ whenever whenever his time comes, which I think that'll be the guy to do it. Yeah, but I can tell you right now, I love how they've booked um, Braun as a champion. He's literally ran through all of them except Carmelo. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like that's gonna that's gonna make it a bigger deal if uh if Carmelo can get the belt on because like dude this guy ran through everybody and Carmelo Hayes caught him. That's why when everybody was worrying about the name, I didn't even stress it. It was like, dude, they don't know the name's not gonna matter when they push this guy. Like he doesn't need the damn name. If they decide to change yeah, it, yeah, yeah. so be it. But you know, they 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 clearly know who he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, one of their wrestlers made the name Dolph Ziggler get over at one point in time, so name's not super important. Yeah, he couldn't get over his finisher, though, that's for damn sure. I knew that wasn't right. going to come with which, him. Which, which one? <laughs> which one? The, the, famous, the, one. the zigzag, the super kick, which one? The only original one <laughs> he has, the one that sucks. <laughs> the one that's named after drawing. The one that sucks, <laughs> Rear naked the choke, like Jesus. Yeah, he's had a lot, but the zigzag, that was the shittiest finisher ever. Right, you know, I'll say the, the, the one that got demoted to an occasional signature. Yeah, that was brutal. How the hell was he? Can you imagine, like, if your champion was hitting that shit on people to retain the title? Like, that's the end of the match. It's the fucking zigzag. I always thought that's part of what hurt him. And then you can't just steal the super kick, like, as a substitution. That wasn't yours either. Come up with something, man. Go back into the freaking laboratory. Go back into the training. You know, look through the move right. list. 
do what you gotta do, bro. And at least with like with uh Braun, he did also have the benefit of the fact that when you hear him on the mic, all you hear is Scott. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird that he sounds like Scott and he's Rick's son. <laughs> Questionable. Oh, don't don't do fucking because you know the mark. Don't just, you fucking know. Just... <laughs> you bastard. Don't you dare. That's a wrestling storyline that's unnecessary for nowadays. Right. I only a custody of Braun ladder match because that's a popular fucking meme nowadays. Well, wasn't that the Simpsons thing where uh, Simpsons Remember like, the uh, well, the fan theory that that Ralph isn't Chief Wiggum's uh, son because the hairline matches the other cop, like identical hairline. These motherfuckers going for hairlines. Are you, what the fuck what? is this, Maury? No, yeah, it's, the it, proof. it's yeah. absolute proof. It, it's, about... it's as close to proof as you're going to get in a cartoon. Or what about King of the Hill? With the with the with the freaking Native American son, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Clearly, that, that's that's that that that's Dale's son. That yeah. that, that is 100 percent Dale's kid. Yeah, and it's never questioned. Only in a, only in a neighborhood like that. Only in those quiet to, ass to this day. That shit. And, and, and maybe maybe I'm biased because I I used to love that show and I watched every episode. Oh, live. I still love that show now. You can. But to this day, the funniest gag I've ever seen on any cartoon was in King of the Hill. When it, everyone knows that Nancy's cheating on on Dale with John Redcorn, everybody except for Peggy Hill, right? Who just found out about it, oh, and, and and being Peggy, she's like, "Oh my oh, god. god!" And she and she goes telling people, "Hey, did you know that so and so is having an affair?" And like everyone knew. And the last straw was, well, the Asian neighbors. No one talks to them, so she goes to the Asian neighbors. I I, I forget the the girl's name, which is like. And she rings the door and she's like, did, did you know that Nancy's been having an affair? And the Asian lady's like, oh, she's cheating on John Redcorn? Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? To this, to this day, that, that is like, the, the delivery, the hiss, everything. It was like the best gag ever. I, I oh. love that joke so much. She's cheating on John Redcorn? Like, so straight-faced. That's great. Like, hey, shit, wrong. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. I bet you are concerned for the wrong person. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I wish I could just be oblivious to shit like Pandy, don't you? Unfreaking believable. <laughs> All right, what else do we have here on the news <sighs> side of things? Thankfully, it's not a terrible news week. Okay, so I don't know which one to go with. Did, some of these are weird. Let's go with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins apparently. Uh, had an interview recently and he compared WWE to a popular HBO show I don't know if this is going to be Game of Thrones right I was literally just about to say <laughs> which one cause uh <laughs> here at the 2K23 launch party with Cowboy Seth Rollins so there's a 2K23 launch so many you know your fashion choices unlike anybody else um, how do you feel you look in the game Oh my God! I look so good, man. They got it right. They nailed it. It looks perfect. I look fantastic. Jacket uh. down to a T. I was thrilled with the look. Thrilled. Um, you know, as your child goes older, I saw this great photo of you and Becky and and your child as well. God, he's such a company shill. How has that kind of how has life changed for you since uh you know the last two years? Oh, it's been a different different world altogether, man. Priorities shift. 
everything changed. What's up, George? George is like, what's he wearing? Stuff that only Seth Rollins wears. What do you think? Becky's been doing some outside stuff as well. It's been chaos. The one major thing is the time is just gone like that. I mean, in this industry, it flies anyway because we're nonstop. But having her around, I feel like it's just on another level. Like we're in a warp speed, you know? Do you ever think about having a reality show? Like, I mean, we hear Montez and Bianca. No, man. That's, no. that's not for me. That's not for me. I, I like to do the, uh, the, the the scripted stuff or the, the, the improvisational stuff. I don't know about the, uh, the reality. I feel like having a camera follow me around all the time would just drive me insane. I, I couldn't handle it. Uh, John Cena, of course, is featured on the cover, and um, you know you you have experience with him. Just talk about just what you meant to each other's career, and what, how do you kind of feel about him still being around after all these years, and what he's done for the everybody Dude, for the WWE. John's the goat, man. John's the best. John is incredible, um, and you know I'm a footnote really in his career. You know, John influenced so many talent over the years. He was a generational guy. For me, though, on the other side of that, John influenced what I do so heavily. I took a ton of inspiration from John. I learned a lot being in the he ring. Broke his nose John. that time. I a lot watching John behind. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, John still is a mentor to me, even now, and that he's not around that often. So it's awesome to see him uh, kind of portrayed in this way, the legend that he is. Um, I'm very excited to to see kind of what his story mode looks like through the game. And like I said, I'm just a bit part in that. So uh, it, it's my pleasure and my honor to be even a little footnote in the story of John Cena. And last question, just, you know, there's been a lot of change over the last couple of months. Last but I was year, last interview. Uh, we did that last week. The helm of creative, mm. Stephanie McMahon's exit. You know, you've been a part of this company for a long time. What do you make of kind of all these changes uh, with WWE? There's talk of a potential sale. As a performer, how do you kind of react to these things when you see headlines? Well, have you ever seen the show Succession? Yes, yeah, a lot of comparisons to what's going on right now. <laughs> if you need an explanation, there you go. You have three seasons of it, I think, on HBO. So uh, that's, again, all above my head, man. I'm a pro wrestler. I show up. I put in the work in the ring, try to do my best to entertain the people that buy the, the tickets and, and watch us on TV. Uh, and that's all I can focus on. If I start worrying about the other stuff, I'm going to lose my cool. So I got to keep my cool, my friend. Right, what succession? No clue. I was hoping what y'all knew. Oh, no. God, she wishes she could wear half the stuff I put on. <laughs> uh, no, the inspo is Texas, baby. Wherever I'm at, wherever I'm, whatever the vibe is, I want to be a part of that. And so here we are, rhinestone cowboy without the rhinestones. But, you know, you get, you get the idea. All right. Thank you so much, Seth. I appreciate Thank you, man. Hey guys, Scott Fishman. I love how before you started playing that interview, King Quest goes, I hope it's not Oz. <laughs> I <don't care. laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Dude, I can't believe you said Oz. <laughs> King Quest thought it was going to be Taxi Cab Confessions. Aww. You ain't shit. <laughs> now I got to watch Succession. We got to watch it on Discord. Right, Netflix I got to know what the fuck it means. If you guys want to hang out after the show as usual on Discord, anybody in the chat room, you're welcome, and we will see you, see what Succession is. Okay. And see how it compares <laughs> to, the, to the McMahons, apparently. That is weird. But yeah, that was the 2K23 launch party or whatever, and apparently it's being reported that the game itself is going to have a whole bunch of new features and stuff as far as the universe mode, which is what they needed to do in the first place, was have a strong universe mode. 
You know, yeah, like, it it, need, it was long overdue for that mode to get some major major sprucing up. Yeah, really. Because it's kind of been coasting the past like few, the past like few years. Yeah, so the director, the creative director, Lionel Jenks, and the associate gameplay producer, Brian Williams, said, with Universe, there's some huge improvements that we made there to tell the story and give users even more control than they've already had, which is crazy to think about. You can have actions that you want certain superstars to perform before the match, like, okay, I want Bobby Lashley to shake hands with MVP before the match, but at the last second, I want him to just punch him. Like, those are actions that you can actually assign to that match and watch those cutscenes play out and see how that kind of dictates your rivalry. Uh, Linnell mentioned it earlier when he was talking about Universe, but I, but I was playing with it. I was playing the game over the past weekend, and I even reached out to our Universe designer. Him and those guys have done a tremendous job on Universe this year. The ability, the ability because cutscenes have always been prevalent in the Universe and telling these stories within that mode, this year but having sparse. the ability... This year, having the ability to be that ultimate puppet master where, like Linnell described, being able to scroll through a list of available actions that you want your superstar to do, whether it be respectful at the start of the match or disrespectful at the end. The level of control that the player will have in Universe this year is something that I don't think they're expecting. I mean, Universe already is about control and being able to manipulate everything, but this year's layer of being able to manipulate to actually now set and direct certain actions and events to happen, I think for me, it's a game changer for the mode. And I'm excited for the fans of this mode to get their hands on it because I think that one of the, those content creators who like to stream the game, they're going to have a field day with this, I think. The fact that it all works as beautifully as it does, I think that it's something that is really going to surprise a lot of people, and I'm really excited about that. That's interesting. Finally, a mode that I give a shit about. That sounds excellent. That's actually something I've been wanting for a long time because with rivalries in the past universe modes, if somebody was going to turn heel or somebody was going to shake hands or do something like that, you just had to hope you got the random chance of the cutscene popping up, which sometimes you wouldn't get cutscenes from matches on top of matches. But the Mm -hmm. fact that you can like control and add that into it, that's really cool. My issue is that the game doesn't look as good as last year. Ask you and I talked about this backstage. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out to me, and now I can't not see it, and it pisses me off that I can't not see it because it's legit. Yeah, I wonder if I can pull it up. I hate to do it, but something like those side by sides that they had. Yeah, it was a screen. Yeah, side by side compare. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping they polish that up a little bit because I'm like, you can't have it looking not as good. There's as not last enough year. time. There's what? not enough time to polish it up, man. Was it? It's done. Was it Smack Talks that did it? Might have been Smack Talks. Yeah, it was Smack Talks. All right, I found it here. All right, let's bring this up, and you guys will see exactly what I'm talking about. See, in some instances... See, best case scenarios like this, where they just kind of didn't do anything. You could tell they just ported over the old models. But even in the lighting, though, like there's something about the lighting. And it's going to get worse, as you see. Like people seem to have less color and pigmentation in their skin for some reason. Like look at... Everybody looks like they haven't been in the sun for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, like there's just something off about the way the new version colors that I don't understand. You're not going to see it as much with these models, only slightly. But there's some models that you're going to be like, what the fuck happened? Oh, 
No. Oh, See, like the Rollins up close. What is happening here? And they didn't really change the model. It's everything around him. Because you could tell it's impossible to get the exact same mocap without porting it from the previous game. Yeah. So they didn't they, they really... Just, they just changed up the Tron and as fire. Yeah, you wouldn't get the same mocap no matter how many times you did it. It wouldn't be in perfect sync. So they really just ported a lot of shit over. Look at how good Kurt Angle looked in 2K20 next to the 2K23. Let's go back a little bit on this one. God, I forgot how, that's long, that's how long it's been. That's since the, the last current. Look at how much better he looked in 2K20. Why the fuck is he wearing that headgear? Two K twenty Kurt Angle looks better. No one's paying attention to this kind of shit, man. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not adding up. Look at the crowd here. Look at the look like the crowd has like a weird filter on it or something. Edge is pale as shit. At least they cut his hair. And again, you could tell these are models that are just ported over. Otherwise, the, the mocap wouldn't be as, as accurate. But somehow they managed to degrade them in certain ways. Had over 30 like, I don't get it. That's insane, right? And keep in mind, even if it looked close, we're going from last gen to next gen. It should look beyond close at this point. Right. By the way, Logan Paul, your blue stuff is a little bit better, just in case he ever sees this, you know. The All I'm saying is it, it's the official sports drink of the UFC, so he's doing it. Oh, that's right. It did become the official sports drink of the UFC. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Logan Paul's on SmackDown and Raw and... The official sports is now prime. That motherfucker had the crossover bit mastered. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it is good. It's very good. You know, I've heard good better. things about it. It's I've had a couple. Like it's basically just the Powerade, but you know, sweeter with more bolder flavors. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not bad. It's not like you could be taste it and be like, ah, this is the worst ever. It's just if Logan Paul wasn't attached to the project if it was just a new drink that that the whole gimmick in some point was we're, we're gonna be like gatorade and powerade we're gonna have even more electrolytes and be sweeter i think it would be received a lot more warmly than it is now i, I think it gets a lot of the hate just because logan paul's attached to it because it's his drink right yeah, yeah they hate it just because it's his everybody loves hate to hate it's not theirs. look at the difference in the rob van dams here you see what i mean i'm gonna go back a little more so you guys can see that a little bit more 20 23 rob van dam looks like he just came back from jersey shore with the spray tan like what the hell did they do they do have an energy drink version george that is correct i usually drink oh, yeah. bangs i drink bangs usually as my energy drink of choice and also i'll uh, forget the other one we have two different main ones I remember you told me about the other one before. You got me fucking addicted to bangs, too, you bastard. No. <laughs> I mean, with what we do on here, practically freaking six days a week. I have to have freaking something. Freaking got a cotton candy one on my desk right now. Birthday yeah, cake one in the fridge. No RVD's not working for me, or whatever it is that they did to the textures on here. I, I kind of gave up G Fuel after what I got burnt out on it. I feel like I've just heard kind of G Fuel just not really be as much of a thing anymore. I don't hear it talked about as much. See, it's pretty much 50-50. See, that's best case scenario. It's the same as it was last year. Worst case, it looks way worse. 
And you know what? The right. Cena one actually is a little bit worse. Look at when it gets close to. He's also has some weird pigmentation thing going on. He's not that white. Everyone's Sheamus white. Does that mean Seamus glows like a halogen bulb in this game? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> they gotta put up a disclaimer when Seamus comes in. Shield your eyes. I saw one. I have to see if I can find another one. I saw one that was worse than this. I don't know if it was Smack Talk. Could it have been 101? I don't know. I mean, a lot of the ones there didn't look good. I, yeah, I remember but... seeing Cody Rhodes, his entrance for the first time, and being really impressed by it. I was like, ah, oh, the graphics look great. Look at look at how cool Cody Rhodes looks. This looks I, fantastic. I don't and know where it is. And then you showed me that video, and it crushed me. But I saw one where I saw one with a with the Bailey model of this year, dude. I don't even know where it oh, is. I, I got a scene Bailey model. Oh my god. Oh man, she, she looks like she gained some weight. Like her, like her face. It like it looks bit... so bizarre. I wonder where who had it. Shit, we didn't save it, which we should have. I don't know if it was Smack Talks though. I'll have to find it later on. But there was one that was like way worse, dude. Where it's like when we saw it, it was like they better fix it before it comes out. I'm looking through to see if it would have like a a view like a view on my history or something but who knows we, we, we watched so much shit backstage on discord that it would be like hundreds of videos worth of shit we'd have to go back to be here till the next day searching give a fuck around and do that you go so yeah go so back so deep in your history the pages need to load for time dude they have no time to fix anything like it's gonna come out pretty much at like they, there's zero time when game comes out what the 14th of next month they got time they can't day one patch like new like character models like 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 completely like, there's no way <laughs> don't don't, under, don't underestimate game developers <laughs> i don't have to i i have like 30 years of experience with, with, with these guys not doing shit before the launch and then releasing a half-assed day one patch to fix some shit the pattern is is, is not going to change for this man there's no way yeah it's uh it's always on again off again you guys notice that we get one good year one bad year one good year one bad yeah, year. it's always gonna hit a mess gonna have to go into this one a little bit skeptically it doesn't mean that the gameplay hasn't been polished i mean it has to have been polished from last year one would think right right i've seen some footage of like new uh counters they're gonna be having um certain new moves one cool thing i heard about showcase which i'm excited about that they're bringing back from last year um in showcase kind of like they did with the Rey mysterio one if you lose the match it's not just lose a rematch screen they're done all these matches have alternative cutscenes now nice because they did that for um last year's game like a prime example was in the eddie ray match if you lost to eddie eddie ripped off ray's mask yeah, well, the most important thing is to uh, is to make it look good, <laughs> you know. And that's where I'm getting concerned. Where it's like, oh, guys, what are you doing? You know. But what are the modes that you guys most looking forward to aside from that one? Um, I'm definitely. I'm looking forward to my rides because I did hear um 
we talked about with war games that they're going to have three arenas for it. The third one's going to be a My Rise arena. So you will get to play in war games during My Rise this year. Hmm. Which that was probably that was probably my favorite mode from 22 was on playing for the story. Did they do anything to the to the uh GM mode that you guys were looking forward to last time? So, yes, so that's what I that's what I said. Yeah, they they added some of the I think most of the features that, that I asked. I mean, keep in mind they haven't gone into details about exactly what they've implemented in terms of the exact numbers, but the things that I asked for, which was simply just, hey, give us more matches. I want to play like seven, ten, you know, eight matches in there, not just three to five. Give us more belts. Give give us more roster slots in terms of the amount of wrestlers we can bring in, which is going to assume to be have like a bigger budget to to afford them. All of those things. If you can give me that, I would just do GM mode over universe mode any day of the week. Because GM mode would have the same shit as universe, except you're you're competing against actual shows. Like you're actually competing to get the, the best matches, the best stars, based on a, uh, a rating system at the, at the end of the match. So it give found, me a reason to play it. I found the other one. See how bad that shit looks? That looks oh. terrible. I mean, biggest thing I heard is it came with a GMO. They're doing online multiplayer this year, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, they, they, they've uh, they've already said that they've um, increased the number count for the, the amount of matches, the amount of wrestlers you can have, the, the amount of belts that you can, uh, you know, wrestle with. Um, if, if just just doing all of those basic things, I, I already like uh, GMO probably a lot better than. Uh, the, the new universe mode, at least for me personally. Charlotte looks alright. They didn't mess up Charlotte. Or else. <laughs> look at Bailey. There's Bailey. Look at pause, it, Bailey. pause it, pause it, pause it. There's Bailey. Oh, oh god. Oh god. Oh. Oh no. You know what I love about Bailey's mom? Bailey's oh. mom has that thing like older women get. When it's like the line that goes from like the bridges of the nose down to the jaw. Oh my god. It does. That's <laughs> the first thing I saw. Oh. Oh man. Oh. Not good. Get it together, 2K. <laughs> Fix it. Oh, man, that's rough. She's probably the worst model. She's the polar opposite of the Cody Rose. Is she? I don't know what they did. <laughs> King Quest said she got five here. You ain't shit, Quest. You ain't shit. What did they fucking do here? They could loosen that up a little bit on, on both versions. Just tag. Looking kind of tight in face. <laughs> yeah. The old Rare Ripley looks better, man. There's, there's some obscure shit they're doing with the way the environment around them looks and the way the, the lighting is bad. That's another thing. The lighting doesn't work anymore. I wonder if this supports ray tracing and shit. Like, is there what, what version are they showing us that looks like this? Yeah, see, that's the part I don't know. I don't know if they ever clarified what version this is. I mean, I would you would think they wouldn't show anything but the top tier version, right? Well, why would they show us a version that doesn't have the best look? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, this would have to be as good as it gets. Video games do the don't, 
they, they typically don't do the uh, what was it under deliver or uh, under promise and over deliver you know t- technique when it comes to promoting their game. Like they're, they're trying to over deliver every single time. Let's let's look at something here. That Oscar looks like a lower res model. Also, if you look at the textures on Oscar's face on the right, that looks like a way lower res Oscar than the than the oh, last man, year. That's a terrible place to pause. You're right. Dude, look, look at how detailed the the, 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 the the shading and the texture is on the left, 2K22. Look at, like, look at that. That, that, that! That's like so definitive. Something happened here, man. I don't know if there's a reason. It was, was it a performance thing? Because this is once again coming out for last gen 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, so long as they keep doing that shit. That's, a, that's the nature of the beast with a lot of these games. So long as they keep trying to include last gen because they want the money of the last gen people, they're going to always limit themselves and there's going to be fuck-ups like this. That's the reason why Hogwarts Legacy last gen hasn't come out yet. The Switch version, the Xbox One, the PS4, they're still waiting. Yeah, that, that version's not coming out until I think, April. And that's probably because they're trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to do it. I wouldn't surprise me if that's cancelled. I'm hoping it doesn't come out. I, I don't think it... Um, you playing the game, like it like... I don't know how they're going to pull it off without massively hindering the frame rate. No, that's exactly what they're going to do because there's people who are content enough with just staying in the past. See, now Becky's all right, but what's up with the crowd behind her? Like, why is the crowd so blurry? Like, the arena just doesn't look as good. The ropes don't even really bend as well. Like, look at the ropes. Like, what the fuck happened to this game? Watch how, she, how the ropes react to her, and then watch how the ropes react to her. <laughs> Jesus. They clearly ported over the Ronda model, but even though they did, she's become victim to whatever coding is doing to her. And then once again, we have Edge. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Even if we can argue that sometimes the next gen one looks better, which I don't think we can, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be this close, because right. not only because it's the follow-up game, but because we're on completely different hardware from last time. You know what I mean? Like we're all on completely new fucking consoles. It's compl- It's the, the Seth Rollins is unacceptable. When's the last time you got a new console and it looked close to your old console in a wrestling game? Never. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed visually, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more than a little disappointed. This, uh, like I said, like when you first showed it to me, because like I, you brought it up to, hey man, like the graphics don't look that good, and I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Have you seen Cody Rhodes? It looks fantastic. And then you showed me the other entrances, and God, it just, I don't understand what happened. That's because they like, had to do Cody Rhodes from scratch. They never had a Cody Rhodes. The rest of these models were upresed and shit, you know. More attention yeah, but some had to of them to... look good previously. Like in, in last year's game, they were fine. They didn't have to change anything really. And ironically, like the, the best looking ones here are, are are the ones that they left behind. I'm hoping that there's still something here because it it seems like it's an overlay of some sort with the lighting. I'm hoping yeah, that's that, this what I'm just, that this is just a patch or two away from working out. You know, I don't want to judge it yet. We have to get some information, too, about how this is being rendered. Because I, I almost can't believe... Honestly, there's a few that there's no excuse for. Like the Bailey one. Even if they were to make that model look phenomenal, it's, it's a horrible model. So we, there, there are definitely some things going on here that we can't deny. The Oscar one, same thing with the, with the different resolutions. 
on here. They're hoping that people don't notice, man. Oh, whoever's channel this is. Whose channel is this? Legend Games 2K for anybody who was interested in uh, finding out. Yeah, that's it. I don't see if there's any other comparisons. I guess Up, Up, Down, Down got to play it. Yeah, they got to play. Uh, they got to play a little bit of war games, and I think they got to do a rumble too. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that one, man. Not gonna lie, that one red flags me a lot. <laughs> I mean, when have we not been concerned about the games this close to the launch? <laughs> yeah, it's a little too close for comfort. We were concerned last year too. So. <laughs> yeah, but this is the biggest game launch season in games in like the last decade. Oh my god! You know what yes. I mean? Like this year there's is the so biggest many year for games. Things coming out. It's like don't make me waste money on some shit that doesn't work. Two K. Like there's a lot. This is a gigantic gaming year. You know. We already came out with a fantastic game of the year contender that not only is interesting, but allows me to piss off a demographic at the same time I play it. So I'm <laughs> and there's other shit coming out after that. Which all I'm saying, congratulations, Hogwarts Legacy on the Twitch record. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. That's because the Lord was it 1.23 or like 1.2 something. Yeah, that's because not only is it a good game, but it has really strong lore that was written by a brilliant fucking woman. Yeah, like, not for nothing, little lesson for people out there. If you try to look at somebody dead in the eye and say, if you play this, you're this, this, and this, they're going to play it just to piss you off. <laughs> it's okay not to like the game, but leave it just at that, or you sit here now looking stupid. Like, Twitch got a little Hogwarts Legacy, got a whole Twitch record, and you still mad. <laughs> yeah, don't be mad. Get glad. Why? <laughs> See, why, you know, why? 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 Man? <laughs> because you put it right in front of my face and it was too easy. You've known me for how long you shouldn't have seen that coming. You were like baby Groot with the button. I should have put tape on top of the right button there. Damn, man. <laughs> I was like, well, I had torn the fucking tape it? off. You kidding? Sometimes the best joke is no joke. Well, hey. <laughs> That's why we have that one drop. You know the one, Rick. Yeah, exactly. I guess we're gonna have to. I didn't yeah, you had to do it. You see me. You, you see me trigger that joke on Charles. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and with Pretty that, sure that been around longer than me. Shit. <laughs> and with that, because every now and then we gotta cover something. SmackDown episode one thousand two hundred and twenty-four came to us from greenville south carolina man we're hanging on the south a lot over here in the e yeah, right maybe i think that's about two hours away from my hometown so. yeah they were in the bon secours wellness arena because no one has a higher ratio of failing the wellness policy than those in south kakalaki so try to say i'm on the juicer no after that yeah Such a cold-blooded question, such a warm-hearted lady. We cannot either confirm nor deny the status of Jey Uso within the bloodline. But thanks. Ah. Are those their colors? Red and black? That's the wolf pack colors. What are you talking about? Not anymore. <laughs> anyway. First match of the night with the SmackDown Tag Team title number one contendership tournament finals. Braun Strowman and Ricochet against Imperium's Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. See, Nature Boy represent. He know. South Carolina. No, I'm kidding. 
So Imperium didn't win. Why? Because what? You don't want Braun Strowman and Ricochet? They're the new X Pac and Kane. No. <laughs> I told you they were the new X Pac the and Kane. You didn't. You didn't want to accept it when I said that Ricochet and Strowman were the new X Pac and Kane, and now it came back to bite you in the ass. I didn't like it then. I don't fucking like it now. I like yeah. this thing with actual tag teams winning tag team titles. Not freaking a really good guy who's just out getting a push and a guy who doesn't know how to shut the fuck up on Twitter. Are you? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hating on it. I only ricochet and control your narrative over there. Challenger for tag Well, there's definitely a narrative being controlled here. They're, they're high. You know what it is, dude? The reality is they're high on Walter. They're not high on these other guys. I know you like them, and I like Imperium, yeah, and they're looking everything. They're not high Which on I'm, these guys I, mean, at all. I, I think I saw earlier before we came on, congratulations to freaking Gunther. Set the re like it's 261 now. It's the longest Intercontinental Championship reign, and I want to say 13 years. I think they said that's pretty solid. But like that dude, when it we heat when Walter gets a hold of titles, strap in for a long fucking ride. <laughs> They're always gonna have a main guy when they push a stable. Yeah, there's always gonna be like the head guy, and then the other, and then even though they're really good, the fall guys. Like, like, it yeah. doesn't matter how good you are. If you're not, like, the leader, like, the main guy, you're the fall guy. Who said that, aside from you, Barrett? <laughs> Me? No, I'm kidding. I think you mean we're in Flair country. Woo! I think you forget it's gonna be me versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. No, it's not. Can't you agree? What is funny? You hate her so much. So much. Okay. <laughs> like she's good and all, but what the fuck is she doing in Challenger Championships? You can be you can Did be you a hand and not shit? just taking up title shots. Did you see this crazy shit? Ray Mysterio. This shit was awesome. <laughs> Ray Mysterio has son racing. Hold on, let's listen to the dialogue. This is outrageous. I think we're here to celebrate Why? you again. Why? You're again? here hanging out with this old guy in pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Good the morning, past. Bro. This Come is on, the man. current day. Yeah, this is right. Ross Chastain. You, you want to race like we did back in the day when I used to beat you in those go karts? Right. You want to get spanked again? Like when I spanked you when you were three years old? Oh! Get on that racetrack and settle this. That's thing. Yes. This hey. custom seat made just for you. Yeah, so this was planned if there was a custom seat just for him. It's so funny because when they finally had their actual match, my first thought was going to be, it's so weird seeing them just in a wrestling ring and not in some random place like in somebody's house or something. Yo, and listen to the trash talking during this. <laughs> I learned this one from my cellmate. He used to be an ex-getaway driver. I fucking love Dominic so Dominic's much. Dominic's such a prick. He's such a great heel. <laughs> Like, why is he so good this early? I don't understand. Con freaking believable. Oh, God. And now for your exhibition when you're just trying to figure out how to work Charlotte Flair in the game, actually. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. 
Women's Championship on the line. What were your thoughts on this match besides the fact that you hate Sonya Deville? I mean, she, like we said, she can't deny that the girl is a great worker. That's why they use her in so many different situations. Like I said, my only issue has just been like, you know, she, she doesn't win enough to be challenging people for championships. But the girl did good. Yeah, I mean, neither did... Neither. Neither does the Diaz brothers, but but they they challenge for championships every. Yeah, see, but the Diaz one brothers two years coming off thing, losses like, and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, see, the, the, the only problem with those with the Diaz brothers, like at least like you could sell the car by saying the Diaz brothers aren't there. Imagine going to a pay per view in the main event is Sonya Deville versus somebody. Yeah, but, but 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 that's not on Sonya Deville at that point. That would be on WWE creative and their marketing for not being able to sell that. You know what I mean? They should have the ability to put whoever they want over and make them over. They have the platform, they have the TV time, they have all the all these tools to, to make it happen. If they can't do it, that's on them. I don't know. You didn't talk to him? Haven't heard from him. I don't know if it's just me, but don't you find that disrespectful? Not only does he walk out, but he doesn't care enough to communicate. And don't you have a title match next week? We don't walk out on our obligations. I'm gonna ask you again. And I'm going to tell you again, I haven't heard from him, Moose. You know, Jay, man, he just needs time to chill out. What about all of us? He going to be there for the entire bloodline? Look, if I haven't heard from him, he ain't talking to nobody, Moose. The urgency that is needed right now. Wise man. Yes, my tribal chief. Is it not WrestleMania season? It is WrestleMania season, my tribal chief. You ain't going to find him on the couch. I want to know where your brother is. Find him now. Uh-oh. The tribal chief is not happy to have Jay on vacay. I love how I could hear Paul's voice shaking. <laughs> so tag team match. The Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, being accompanied by Valhalla against the Brawling Brutes. Booch and Rich Holland. What were your thoughts about this? Banger. After banger. <laughs> After banger, bro. World famous. You know what? I'm glad that Rich Holland has improved because you remember I couldn't fucking stand him. Yeah. I'm glad that he's gotten a lot better. He seems way safer. Nobody's been hurt forever. He was the guy that uh, that flipped Big E, right? Yeah, he was the one who injured Big E and he was the one who injured himself when he tried to catch Oni that one time. Wow. Yeah. He did a... He, he was injury prone for a while and to others. <laughs> not it was, himself. It was just not safe with him around. And, and I mean, Butch, what, what, what else can we say about Butch? Holy Jesus. And right in front of us, that spin kick by Air down at Valhalla before delivering the Ragnarok. I figured he'd be the one to take Ragnarok just because, I mean, he's, he's smaller, so you can get a more emphatic slam on him. Yo, Seamus busts his ass there. You see that? <laughs> Look, he tried. He tried to do that thing in that game Vanquish, where you boost slide. <laughs> Yo, he he, he tried to go sh- busted his ass. He slid ass first out there. You know he, what the worst he, part about it is? It would have been better for him if he would have kicked one of his legs out from under him. But he slid right under him. He's lucky the Viking Raiders were there. Otherwise, he would have sl- he would have kept sliding sliding ass down like in Mario sixty four. Like he was in full slide when he, you look how he had to brace him and bring him down. His whole ass. Oh my god. He busted his entire ass. All act- of it. He actually tweeted out Seamus slip and dip with a copyright symbol Stupid. next to it. 
Yeah, man, you busted your ass out there on that thing. <laughs> Bray Wyatt nonsense. I'm, I'm like, I don't care. I told you guys, I'm not covering that shit anymore. It's bullshit. It's all nonsense. It's silly. It's not terrifying. And the mark still pop. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, like nobody gives that much of a shit. Anyway, Elimination Chamber qualifying Fatal 4-Way match. Natalia, Zelina Vega, uh, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi. This was fun. This was enjoyable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody does a really good job in this. You surprised that Natalia goes over here? No, it's it, it's give Natalia stuff season. So no, I'm kidding. But like, wow. like Natalia, she's she was a she's like if you look at like pure athleticism and work ethic, she's the best one out of the four. So it was it was good to see her get into this. I almost I part of me kind of would have wanted to see Shotzi qualify, but I mean I'm definitely happy Natalia won. Yeah. yeah. And although the card does say Zelina Vega, Liv Morgan takes her spot. I mean, not Liv Morgan. Uh, yeah, Liv Morgan. Because, as you know, Zelina Vega's boob exploded at the Rumble, right? Yeah. And now she's going to go she bigger. She had a titty. She had a titty conundrum. Enough. You know why it happened. You beat his buddy. You beat his ooze. You beat the ooze out of him. The last of ooze. You saw that meme too, then, right? <laughs> it's on our Discord. I thought this was weird. Listen to this part here. Because if we're not, there ain't no more of this. Wise man had catering sent to the bus. A whole bunch of sushi steaks. I don't know what. It's a, it's a, I want you guys to go to the bus. You guys eat. I'm going to go out to the ring and handle some business. You like, what the fuck? What made him bring that up, right? That was like the most random. Like, in the middle of all of this, this turmoil, he was just like, listen, on the bus. And he said it, like, really dark, too. There's a lot of sushi. There's some steaks. I, I thought that was just the leader taking care of his boys. You know, yeah. go, go eat. Rest yeah. up a little bit, you know? Yo, we'll get that. I'm gonna handle this. They're really, yeah. they're really making yeah. this shit like the WWE's mob completely. It's like the Sopranos now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what? what the f I can't say I dislike it. I just remember thinking, like Stasis and I looked at each other like the day. What the fuck are they gonna get poisoned? Is they being set? Is this a hit? Some shit? <laughs> did Roman put a hit out on these guys now? Like what's happening? They tell you you got those things from Waffle House, so everybody did. <laughs> That shit will be like Goodfellas or, or, or Casino. Oh, God. <laughs> They'll have like, like each character has their own voiceover in a scene. <laughs> you know, the next time you see Jay, he, he comes in the room, there's like his voiceover narrates the whole scene. Wise man had catering sent to the bus. A whole bunch of sushi steaks. I don't know. It's a, it's a, I want you guys to go to the bus. You guys eat. I'm going to go out to the ring and handle some business. You understand? Enjoy. Yeah, and now Jay, you, you missed out on that sushi. He was that good shit. You know? For your lack of loyalty, now you're going to have to eat at Wendy's. And that's not too bad anyway, but I'm just saying, you could have had sushi. Nah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. He could have been eating a Burger King. 
I thought you liked Wendy's. Yeah, I do. But I just think that yeah. it's not appropriate for the bloodline to have Wendy's when some of them are having sushi and steak. Like, if you had to pick, right? <laughs> we didn't know this call. We were there. We seen it. No, you acknowledge us, motherfucker. <laughs> I'd rather sit here and talk about Cody Rhodes, the guy that won the Royal Rumble, the number one contender. But you simple folks have reduced me to talking about the past. My side of the story, we got to go all the way back to war games. Would you like to know what I saw that night? I saw greed. <laughs> Tribal Chief, it's great to see you. What can I do for you? No, it's what can I do for you? Like I haven't already done enough, right? I know. Ungrateful fucks. <laughs> that is Sami Zayn, bitches. That was dope. The crowd went mad. They might have to rethink what their strategy is, right? You're wrong about me. I never wanted anything from you. I want something from you now. Undisputed Universal Championship. Surprise, motherfuckers. So much for that sushi and steak. <laughs> <laughs> now we got ass whoopers inventions. We're fast eaters. I eat fast, walk a whoop ass slow. <laughs> Look at that, he spared him. That was like another that was almost like another mob type thing to happen, right? He was gonna When they put a hit on you, they don't come at you like your enemy. They come at you like your friend. They come at you in your time of need when you're most vulnerable. There ain't gonna be a Sammy. Yep, so Sammy gets a world title match in front of his hometown in Montreal. Just to lose so we could go on to WrestleMania and have Cody Rhodes, which is why I've yeah. always, always hated the Elimination Chamber being after the Rumble. That is a See. stupid spot, and it, it doesn't belong there because, remember, there was no Elimination Chamber before in the Attitude Era. You went straight from the Rumble to the Road to WrestleMania. Having that match fucks things up to me because now you have like a one in six chance that they're going to upset the main event or it's just a filler pay-per-view and everything will stay the same. See, the only time the Elimination Chamber, like that concept, ever worked for me is when the titles were separate. Because then you could just use that pay-per-view to decide the other world titles challenger. But it doesn't work this year because there's only based, there's basically only one. Well, Triple H already said in an interview uh, I heard a while ago that he wants to go back to it being the necessity of having the match instead of yeah. having a pay-per-view named after it. So someone will be in like certain matches depending on what's going on. With the Elimination Chamber, I don't mind that one being an event if they want to push it that way. But it just shouldn't be between the Rumble and WrestleMania because from the beginning, you always went from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania and there was no pay-per-view in between. And like basically right. the Ruthless Aggression Era put that shit in there. And it kind of, 
it kind of messes things up because now here we are. This is a perfect example. Here we are on the road to WrestleMania, which was booked. We already know it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman. But because we have another pay-per-view coming up, first it's going to be Sami versus Roman. So what are we to believe? That Sami Zayn is going to beat Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber and then Cody Rhodes is going to face Sami Zayn? It's just silly that that's there like that. Put it somewhere else because we know nothing's going to happen, best case scenario. And it's like, it's already too late for them to throw in, like, oh, he's only got a challenge for one of the world titles. They already said it's for the whole thing. So it's like, you've, you've 100% eliminated even the illusion that Sammy would have a chance to win. But I'm definitely excited that, like, Sammy's even getting this opportunity in the first place, because... Dude worked his ass off for it. It just sucks that like we know he's not gonna win. This is someone's camera. I just thought about something. Okay. It's crazy how long term you would think this is because ever since they started this whole thing with the bloodline. One of the first kind of like early things we saw was Sammy just get that little offhanded title match where it's just like it just happened to be a complete accident. He put his foot in his mouth and then got it on, got the match with Roman. And now all this time later, it's like a legit feud and he's getting his his world championship match. Feuds don't last one month. Nowadays they do. (laughs) No, they don't. Feuds don't last one month. That's the problem with this. They're giving him a uh, uh, a moment in the spotlight, really. I don't know if we'll see anything different in this angle. We'll see the ass whooping without the camera, camera done, the Kevin Dunn shots. I almost called the camera done. Oh, God. What's the date of the elimination chamber? Oh, let me check and see. Do we get any new information in this after the whole Godfather thing? Ooh, looks like it's the 18th, so it's right around the corner. Yeah, so they don't even give it... So so they gave... They gave this feud what? 12 days? This feud? Yeah, that's like a Zack Ryder title run. Come on, this is longer than a Zack Ryder title... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You couldn't say that with a straight face. Oh, so I guess after this was over, they had a dark match against uh, the OC. OC. I love how he's wrestling with the hood. He's still on. How do you take it off? Because he wants to leave right after this. He said, fuck it. The cameras are rolling. <laughs> He wants to catch the end of Rampage. <laughs> I'm impressed you said that with a straight face. That's one thing I love about going to the events live. See how peaceful this is? There's no commentary or any shit. Yeah. Just in the match. The way the way God intended for it to be. I mean, if they could hook up Pat Pat McAfee to the speakers, I wouldn't complain. So, no, this is I I really 
that's one of my favorite things is that this is literally the way best way to watch matches man my my first live event when i was a kid this threw me all the fucking way off but especially when you would look on the tron and you saw the commentary table talking you couldn't hear shit like i believe it was excalibur who made his pwg um dvds where you could have a track with no commentary would be the best way to watch it I, f I feel like it was him i don't know for sure might have been well anyway that's a little preview of the dark matches that they had not too bad not too bad well, Charlotte Flair, congratulations on another successful title defense tonight, this time against Sonya Deville. But we have some big things to talk about. The entire WWE Universe was watching on Monday night, and they saw Rhea Ripley make her decision. And that decision is to face you at WrestleMania. Do you have a comment? Yes, I will comment on that, but I don't want to gloss over tonight or Sonya Deville. Um... She fought me hard tonight, and I respect her, her being so persistent. I see a lot of myself in her in regards to she believes that she deserves the opportunity and that she should be in my spot, and she wants that, and she will do it at whatever cost, and I get that, and she fights for what she wants. And she put on a hell of a match tonight. So um, respect to Sonya Deville, even though she can be annoying sometimes. Um, Rhea Ripley, I am... Happy she chose me. Um, I'm proud of her for winning the Royal Rumble, especially going 1 to 30. Um, I definitely think we have unfinished business, but I also think that um, I might be her nightmare, right? Charlotte, congratulations again. Thank you. SmackDown did 2,265,000 viewers with a 0.55 in the 18 to 49 demographic. They were up from the 2.4 million that they did the previous week, but they were up in the demographic 10 points at 0.65. I mean, either way, SmackDown's money. Even though we are hearing, unfortunately, that they somehow lost money on it, I'd have to see more of the statistics of how that worked. You know, they, 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 they lost money on like normal people's standards, not actually affecting SmackDown's standards. Yeah, right. So, you know, MAGA had a son named Zila Fatu. I did not. I know of Jacob Fatu in MLW, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. there was another one. Yeah, no, nah, he was he was away for the last six years in Texas State Penitentiary for aggravated robbery. He got out of prison Jesus. this this uh last March. And uh he really hopes to become a wrestler. Apparently that's the report going around. So uh I guess he did an interview with this uh, of someone named Muscle Man Malcolm. It's something called Muscle Memory. If you know or anybody else knows, my dad didn't want none of us to do wrestling. Like I, I'm all. sure your dad didn't so want none of you to do crime either. Well, if you had to pick. I wonder if we could find the part where he talks about the, uh, about being in prison. Soon be on television in just a little bit of time. Is Zilla Fox too? How are you, man? Hey man, I'm doing good. Bless, man. Bless. They all sound like the same Dude, fucking person. Honor to have you here, man. I mean, I love <laughs> like your positivity, your outlook on life. Like you've had so much going on in your life that there's so many like circumstances that you could have just found yourself defeated in, but instead you really have bounced back and found your way to like start training and be a professional wrestler. So I guess my first question to you is, why do you want to be a professional wrestler? 
uh to be honest you know when i was in prison i, I really didn't have it on my mind you know but when i came home i can imagine uh, and i seen that you know my family was you know on top of the business i'm thinking why not <laughs> and uh i don't know if you know or anybody else knows my dad didn't want none of us to do wrestling like at all okay. so that was kind of hard on uh you know going against what my dad wishes was yeah but you know right now uh i'm like man why not bro so i gotta do it so for sure yeah for sure. And like to ask about like maybe a little bit more in your childhood, obviously like you're the son of Umaga for people that don't know, but if you're clicking this, you're obviously you're watching this, you understand that already. But what was it like growing up with a father that was like so well known in professional wrestling? Uh, It was cool. It was cool, but it was cool. But at the same time, it was like, it was normal. Yeah. Because you had people coming up to me, oh, you Umaga's kids, oh, you, uh, you're the youngest one. And they got, like at first, like I said in the beginning, it was very like cool, exciting, but like, it was normal after that, but uh, the experience, like, cause I, I I got to travel with my dad at a young age that I don't think other kids uh, had the experience to do, and just flying with my dad and not be able to go to school and I'm on vacation with my dad, that was like so cool, bro. Like, I don't, I can't even explain the experience with that. So that was, you know. Did you have like any matches in mind? Like, have you ever like seen your dad wrestle in person? Like, did you get a chance to see that at all? Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Especially when he was uh three minute warning, when he was Jamal. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I I didn't really get to witness him as Umaga. The only time I got to witness him as Umaga is when uh the house shows was in Houston. Okay. Because you know, I was going to school at the time and my mom she didn't want me to like uh miss any type of school. Like my mom was very big on education, so of course, of course, of course. And like, even looking to like now in 2023, I saw a video uh, recently, like this morning, and I was watching uh, you and your mom were making vision boards, and I thought that was really cool. And what was actually like on your vision board? Like, what do you want to accomplish in 2023? Uh, really, just to finish my get get off parole faster. Yeah, I don't I don't know if uh, that's you know, a goal. Anybody else knows I am on parole right now, so that well we know that's now a big thing because I heard we can get off parole. Uh, faster yeah and Jesus. that's what i'm working on right now you know there's a whole bunch of paperwork it's a whole bunch of uh just a big process i have to go through yeah okay well good luck there's yeah. a few i linked you guys to the entire it's like a 22 minute interview <laughs> there was yeah, a lot good luck of, to you sir i thought he was gonna just brush upon it but yeah he he was oh no he was very open i want to get off of parole We just said what he did. He did some aggravated robbery. Spent six years in Texas State Penitentiary. It's a long time. That that had to be a pretty big charge. You know what I mean? For, for him to go six years. Yeah, man. We don't have it's that. It's a kind long of... time. That that's not like, you know, a, a one year and then plus probation out early whatever misdemeanor. Six years in a penitentiary. That's a legit crime. Yeah, we don't have that kind of space in prisons out here, so he must have fucked up. <laughs> nah. Like, six years, man. Dude, there, there are some rapists that don't even get six years. You know what I mean? Like, dude, what, what, what type of assault was this? I don't know. We'd have to look up the details if somebody wants to pull the police report. I, I think I've already had my fill of crime talk with this guy. Right. <laughs> I mean, he can definitely have a dangerous gimmick. You know? 
Yeah, that, 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 that's you the one night boy tried six years. Wouldn't it be great if he comes out and joins Judgment Day and that Dominic says that's who he met when he was in prison? Oh my god. Do it. Do it. <laughs> this is this is the big boss man and nails rivalry that we should have had. <laughs> Don't you ever bring up nails? All those <laughs> all those years ago. Boss, you know it's funny because like Nails was actually uh, technically the baby face in that whole feud because he was the prisoner that was abused by the boss man in the penitentiary, this right? Man. And, and, and then he escaped to get his revenge for all the injustices that the boss man gave him behind bars. This guy clearly wasn't prepped for an interview. Do you guys think that uh, it's good or bad? Like I'm pretty sure like. No one would have advised him to, but do you think it was good and bad that he was that open where he's like, you know, I'm still on parole? Do you think that was like TMI at that point? Um, not necessarily. 1,000% TMI. Right? A th- I'm not even hesitating. It's like literally 1,000% TMI. Like there are some things that, that you don't want to say, not because it'll get you in trouble, because you, you look bad for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, like that's just one of those things that yeah. you just don't do. Like you brought, you already brought attention to the fact that you were in prison in the beginning of it, but then like we moved on to other things like wrestling, and then it was like, so what are your goals to get off a of parole? So he kind of came <laughs> back to prison. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I like, uh, all the same shot, uh, not like came then, back. And then, right and then you could it. tell he was like speaking from his heart and mind, and not anything prepped, just because of the fact that he sounded excited because he was like, I heard that you could get off of it early. It's like, oh, that just doesn't reflect well. Unless, uh, like, like, unless you're in character and, and you're being like this cocky, kind of moronic heel, yeah, and, and you're saying it sarcastically, that's the only time I would I, I would be in approval of using that. But to, yeah. to say it genuinely, it's just it's kind of sad to be honest. Yeah, and also just something about it. Even though parole is like a step up from being locked up, something about you saying "on parole" just sounds bad. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. It's just something about there's a stigma to when someone's like, I'm on parole, right? I can't uh-huh. understand it because you would think I'm in prison makes you worse. On parole means that you're you're on your way to redemption. Yet somehow, yeah, when you, you hear someone well, on I parole... Think people, mm-hmm. I, I think people look at it like, well, you should maybe be back in prison? Like, like, <laughs> like I don't want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Which is a shitty way to look at things, but which is why you have to be careful how you how you do that but you it's know. true though but, but it's a hundred percent so so the whole point of prison aside from obviously the the, the the punishment for for doing whatever crime it is that you that you did it's supposed to be like you know uh this is this is your penance this is your your punishment but it's also like your your like redemption you have to redeem yourself to go back into the general public right after right. your prison sentence is served you are quote unquote redeemed you, you you've earned your you know the, the 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 privilege of being free again and being released back into the general public, but most people don't really look at it that way. Most people would prefer them just stay there. You yeah. know what I mean? King Quest said that he he heard this interview and that he was talking to Booker T and he might be in his company. Well, there's somebody whose company he could be in. You know, Booker would understand a guy having yeah, trouble. Booker give him a chance because Booker yeah, Booker's got a really good school. Is he is he a good little promotion that he runs with the school? It'll be a good fit for him for sure. He'd be a good mentor. Yeah, and he's also. And I mean, we've who, seen some of the people who have come out of that school. So yeah, and he's he'd be in good hands. And he's also someone who redeemed himself from prison. You know, and yeah, like, so he'd be able to relate with him on a very different level. Yeah, and when I when I back in the day, because I heard recently Booker brought it up again. I think it might. I forget what podcast it was. It was somewhere on the network, but uh, 
I was listening to it in the background, but I was under the impression back in the day that Booker one day in a moment of desperation held up a Wendy's was the way that the story went and that he got arrested and then he did time. But when he told the real story, man, he held up Wendy's like all over, like they were going around holding up all of the Wendy's. They actually in the, the hamburger like, in the fucking newspaper. They called them the Wendy's bandits, like they were on the run. Like they were, like they, I swear to you, this came from Booker's mouth. I I had like the network or something on in the background, and I remember hearing it. But yeah, he he went around fucking robbing Wendy's. Like I thought that it was one of those things, like you know, someone's on their last leg. They did some desperation, almost like the guy who kills Uncle Ben type shit. But this was like a fucking. He was going around. Robin Wendy's, man. I don't know if you guys I mean, knew if, about if, that. If it worked once, you know, <laughs> why would you stop? We got a good thing going. I couldn't believe it's hard it. to argue that. I was like, oh shit, no wonder you did so much time. You were a fucking, you were, that's crazy, right? He robbed the one that he worked at because he hated them there. And then I guess from there it just was, it just became a thing. Like, he got the idea. Well, I hate this one. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna like the others as well. Screw it. Yeah, I couldn't believe him telling the story. It. I love it. So I mean, if anyone can understand redemption, man, it's Booker because the original. And then when you look at his mugshot, if you guys have ever seen, he's smiling like he's so proud. The happiest I've ever seen a mugshot in my life. I dare you to look a Booker T mugshot. It's fucking crazy. He is so happy. Five time King Quest. Five time. Five time Wendy Steve. You five time Wendy's Bandit. <laughs> so Booker, but how many Wendy's did you rob again? Yeah, right. He goes like that. Can you imagine <laughs> that shit? Wow, bro. Well, yeah, I heard that story at some point off air, but yeah. Booker redeemed himself and became a great man, and a Hall of Famer has his own school. So I mean, if there's anyone who's gonna give a chance to someone, you know, it'll be him. Depending on Zila's thing, as long as it's. Nothing worse than that, I would assume. I mean, like, like, how long was Booker in jail for? Do do do, do you remember? No, I don't actually. Jail, I don't remember. It wasn't freaking six years. I don't think. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. You yeah, know what I mean? It was longer. I like, think. was it longer than six years? Yeah, it was longer than six years. Booker got put away. I thought he. Was, I, I thought he was just put away from his like, uh, what you call his early twenties or some shit, right? No, it was a. Uh, I don't know. Is there a way we could find out? Sure, we can Google his, his prison sentence. What I'm I just ask, saying, like, 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 like six Alexa years is no joke. Think, think Alexa would know. How long was Booker T's prison sentence? From GreatFallsTribune.com. He was sentenced to 25 years in state prison. I don't think that's Booker T. Okay, wait, no. I, f- <laughs> I found the You're one wrong, actually. Alexa. It was way less time. It was 19 months. Okay, so it wasn't yeah, this, this time. This, 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 this what I'm saying. Like, don't try to screw us, Alexa. It's a 25 years. Holy shit. Wendy's did not play around. They took that shit very seriously. No, but, but, but see, dude, so like, he robbed multiple Wendy's, right? On a spree of it. He was famous in the news. They called the Wendy's Bandit, right? Armed robbery, robbed a bunch of Wendy's, whatever. 19 months. This guy is in jail six years. I'm telling you, it, like whatever he did, it, it, it's a lot worse than what Booker did to, to get that type of sentence. Are six years more, is no joke. Are the laws more strict in Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
but, but yeah, like, not not that much stricter. Like that's crazy. Oh, that much stricter. <laughs> Dude, six years is a freaking long fuck time. Around in Texas. They will hit you with the books in Texas. Yeah, what an animal. Six well, years is pretty nuts, man. People be scared to go to jail in Texas for a reason. They don't... What did Eddie Murphy say in his stand-up comedy about Texas? Don't go to Texas. They'll fuck you up. Exactly. <laughs> he was. He said. He said. I got off the plane, and, and he said, "Dude, was like, excuse me, is this your bag?" He went, "Yeah, this is my bag, motherfucker. Why? <laughs> Black man can't have a suitcase." <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's official. After we get out here, we're going to watch Eddie Murphy. Fuck it, it's the yeah, side. That's, that's, that's the Booker Mugshot man. He was a bandit. He showed it on the, the network. Wendy's before. bandit. The Wendy's bandit. He has amazing stories, though, man. Like, he wound up dating. You guys got to go and listen. I wonder what thing it was we listened to. It might have been the Stone Cold Podcast, but he started dating this girl who had, like, ties with the mob, and he wanted to break things off with her. So she showed up and tried to stab him or some shit. I think he either got stabbed, and then they were shooting on him, and he almost didn't get away. Like, he had, like, a crazy... His fucking story is, like, the really crazy. things we do for pussy. You know, his story could be a Cohen Brothers movie. Like, he has some really, like, it's like, it just goes from thing to thing to thing, and then he's getting shot at, and it's just like, wow, holy shit, Booker. You should write a book. He probably did, right? Did he write a book? If he did, we should read Booker's book. I don't think he has a book. A guy named Booker doesn't have a book. His fucking finisher's named the book, and then he has an interesting story, and never wrote a book. Come on, Booker, man. It's probably one of the coolest stories ever. Mick Foley has, like, five books. Jericho's got, like, two or three. I think he's got three. MVP Rock has his one. Like Moxley has one. The Young Bucks get, have need, one. Need you to get to book Booker. Like, fix Brett that. has two. Sean has one. Booker zero. Oh. Fix it. King, King Quest. Does, does Triple H have a book? I don't think he does. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. King Quest says the MVP robbed the cruise ship and got ten years. But was it like robbing, like in a like in a John Claude Van Damme movie? Like they they took over. Like how the fuck do you rob a cruise ship? Was okay, like one keep of in mind, it, it's a it's it's a cruise ship, so that's automatically grand theft. You know what I mean? Like, that's theft above a really really high number. Because you, you know? took a vehicle, yeah. Because it's a vehicle, and the, the the amount of passengers there, plus obviously the value of the vehicle. So even if there was no guns involved or like whatever, just the fact that you have all these people there and the vehicle's worth so much, it's going to be grand theft no matter what. So you're going to get like a high high sentence. You know, for, for, for this kid to not do something like that, to just have a regular aggravated assault and get six years is pretty, like, Jesus. You meant to fuck somebody up? <laughs> that is messed up. Maybe he did, like, a, like a, the machine, and he was just going around taking stuff from the passengers. Right? Oh, my God. It could have been one of those. He could give him a motherfucker do hostage weapons. Why you give him Lampstein? You don't remember? Uh, you never seen that? Forget best song ever. <laughs> the, is uh, it uh, with uh, Brett Kirshner or whatever? The the the, the Santa comic story, the machine. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Does he do Ramshine or not? I don't the, recall that song. The most popular version of it on YouTube. They they reenact the entire thing with South Park graphics of him and everybody going on the trip and stuff. And like right at the part where he first tells them you're the machine, like it gives a close up of like the the, the Russian awesome. dude. And when he goes Shto, it goes dun, 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 and he starts, <laughs> and then he starts telling the story, like the, <laughs> the whole story with that song in the background. <laughs> it's awesome. No, I, I I didn't see that. That's great. 
That motherfucker guy, do host push. Do host mish. Should I call that one? We haven't called it something all night. Do host push. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's change topics here. What do we got going on with uh, AEW? Apparently, stuff. This doesn't really count as AEW, but I guess this was on the Jericho cruise. Did they do a Jericho cruise? Yeah, he did another one. And he didn't tape it? I think they only aired one of them. That's so yeah, stupid. I don't think he really he, taped a few of them. I think, I think it costs too much money to, to have like like a constant crew there. Well, apparently there were some matches on this thing here. Uh, you had Brian Danielson versus Roosh. Uh, you had the Elite against AR Fox and Top Flight for the AEW World Trials Championship. You had MJF versus Takeshita for the World Championship Eliminator match. Uh, but you also had Jericho teaming up with Dan Housen. And he was in full Dan Housen attire, as you can see there. <laughs> I and saw he, the screenshot yeah, of that. Yeah. Two Housen. <laughs> he was Jericho Housen. Jericho Housen. <laughs> Y2 Housen. <laughs> yeah, right? Y2 Housen. Yo, I'd hate to run to a Jericho in a dark alley where that shit <laughs> I'm more scared of Jericho. <laughs> so it's like, Dan Housen, I'm so used to it, but Jericho is fucking terrifying. Jericho just. Look at his eyes. Look at the fuck. <laughs> That motherfucker looks like he has already point. killed and going to kill again before the night's over. Everything sounds worse when you put it in the housing context. The walls of housing sounds terrible. I don't want to be the there. Walls of housing. I want it now. No, it's my world that I'm doing it. <laughs> Fucking next game I'm going to create a call with Chris Jericho and Dan House Fake. They will call it the winner. Oh. He put on that old kiss demon face paint King Quest says. <laughs> he, he, put, he put on the Paul Stanley. Oh my god, he's the last member of Kiss. I mean, honestly, he'd fit right in. There's been so many Kiss members that they wouldn't even know they swapped one out. They wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, just like whatever. Fine. We're not picky about members in this band. <laughs> Hogan could even be in it if he painted his face. If you ask Hogan, he probably was fucking in it. Yeah, he'll tell you he was one of them. <laughs> I was brother child. <laughs> oh, boy. What else has happened in the land of AEW besides Dynamite? People fighting oh, in the back and shit. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me. So what the hell is this story here? Let me bring this, this story out. Oh, fuck. Like, I hope there's... I, if anybody out there says they were surprised, you're a liar. So it was apparently Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks, according to Fightful last year. So this was last year. There were issues with them due to miscommunication. There was an unplanned spot where Swerve attacked Ricky after an attempted pin on Jungle Boy. And Ricky Starks was supposed to go for the finish on someone. But Swerve found himself doing nothing and thought it would be better to get hit and dumped out of the ring. Uh, which resulted in them having a backstage scuffle. And uh, then there was a follow-up segment on Dynamite that was nixed because of the altercation, and then they settled their differences. What's up with all these Jungle Boy scuffles? Then they apparently they even worked together a couple of months later on AEW Fighter Fest. 
that the two spoke about the scuffle on the Jericho Cruise for the upcoming episode of Swerve's podcast. So we'll be able to hear that when it comes out, which is funny. You know, Swerve as a podcast. It feels like they've had more fights in AEW in their short existence than the WWE in like the last decade or two. Because they have. <laughs> like, how are these people so comfortable just fucking each other up there? Because their owner doesn't have a spine. Just money. You know what I mean? You have to have a certain level. And I mean, even for wrestlers where we hear about shit all the time, you have to have a certain level of comfortability backstage for there to just be random fights all the time. You know? Oh, dude, I'd love to work in AEW. I could fuck somebody up backstage and know my boss isn't going to do shit. Yeah, but they can fuck you up backstage, too. It's not a good environment to be in. <laughs> you know? And then you're both going to go, hey, 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 hey. Come on now. Come on. Let Rick. Let's be real. Tony's this not going to do it. not my Batman glass. Come on now. Tony's not going to do that. Tony's going to sit right there like a good boy and just be quiet. And if he tries to say something, all you got to do is just snap at him. He's got to go. Tony ain't going to do shit. <laughs> no, because I've heard the opposite, though. I've heard that Tony Khan behind closed doors is that motherfucker who will scream and curse you out and shit. You know what I mean? I heard that he loses his composure. We have heard both sides of it. And kind of, and I hate to say it, but we've seen both sides of him. We've seen a refined Tony Khan, but then we've seen the Tony Khan that randomly at a, a press conference so was like, I'm not going to take this fucking shit anymore. Yeah, because CM Punk wasn't sitting right beside him. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so then the question is going to be, who is he that guy to? Right? Like, what exactly. caliber of star do you have to be? For yeah, that's what I'm saying. I refuse to believe that guy exists when CM Punk can bury all of his EVPs and everything. He just sits there right, like but a that, but, log. But to ask you's point, that is CM Punk. You know, what caliber of a talent do you have to be to get the Tony Khan that would just sit there versus the Tony Khan that would be like, cut that shit out! Because he was completely comfortable shitting on Big Swole the moment that she burned bridges with the company. Like, instantly. But yeah, because she wasn't there anymore. You know? But no, because at the end of the day... It's like that in any company, just to a lesser extent than in AEW, where you have your top talent that you treat a little bit better than the rest of your talent. You know? Yeah. So, so, but, so, who do you have to be to get that treatment, right? Because like Jungle so Boy seems to have a bunch of feuds recently. All these stories about him not getting along, or you know, whatever, with all these people, and I haven't heard any sort of reprimand for for Jungle Boy. Yeah, but that wasn't. Jungle and he's nowhere Boy near CM. Well, Jungle. Jungle Boy's not the one who's usually always, isn't is it? It's usually like the elite punk. This you, you one did, it was a Swerve and Starks. No, this was. But it was there a match that Jungle Boy happened to be in. No, this was Swerve and Ricky Starks. Yeah, Jungle Boy just happened to be in the match. Oh, sorry. Okay. My yeah, yeah. Jungle, I, I Boy, think... Jungle Boy might usually be there, but like he's never really in it. But... Yeah, it seems like everybody has issues, though. You know? They need to straighten their locker room shit out. They got Mark Henry there. He should be fin to do something, like he says. I'm they would have to do a there. pretty hard reboot on that roster for them to straighten a lot of their issues out. Because, and it's not that they're bad people. It's just you've put people and you've given them not necessarily encouragement, but but you you haven't reprimanded bad behavior. And now that the veterans that have been there that are still relatively young in this industry have gotten used to the bad behavior. So now when you ask them to, hey, please don't do the bad behavior anymore, it's hard for them not to. It's, it's like a child, and all you reward the child with is McDonald's every single time. There's no other sense of reward. So they do something, they get McDonald's. Well, now they're just going to create McDonald's. And to get them off McDonald's, it's like virtually impossible. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, fundamentally from the very beginning, based on who was running it and what they got away with, it just, it's, it's hard to get that back, man. Yeah, and that sucks. That really sucks. Very unfortunate situation with this company. It had such promise in the beginning, you know? This this happened three times already. WCW, TNA, and all this. Where it starts. I wouldn't put goes. um I wouldn't put WCW in there because like WCW started off shit. Like before Eric Bischoff had it when when when, when they were just Ted Turner WCW and and they were you know being run by uh, was it Jim Hurd or other people you know the uh, one of the Andersons I think it was Ollie Anderson. Uh, it was garbage. It was hot garbage. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it built up to become awesome, but it was garbage. And they had some of the same issues too. Again, it's just like the inmates can't run the show. Say what you want about WWE in terms of where their product has been over the last decade or two decades or three decades or however you want to phrase it. The fact of the matter is when it comes to backstage, even if you hear, oh, the morale is down, the morale is down, there's seldom fights, like physical altercations that happen back there because of how strict everything is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gets shut down. Yeah, you would be. It, it doesn't matter who you are, really. At that point, they would take some serious action. They wouldn't just let you work shit out and then be on the next show. Correct. Yeah, yeah. They, you would be. Look at the warrior when he held up Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon fired him when he came back in SummerSlam. Jake the Snake Roberts, same thing. You know, when he refused to work a match with Undertaker if he didn't get his release because he wanted to go to WCW. The moment he went backstage, fired. Jeff Jarrett, same thing. Like, dude, they will just fire you on the spot. You know, Vince McMahon will not mess around. And say what you will about his deteriorating creative and his boneheaded decisions, which which there's a lot of. The fact of the matter is, he was a freaking man. You know, he handled his shit like a man, and people respected him for it. And it was a very tightly ran shit for a very long time. AEW doesn't have that. They, they don't have a guy like Vince. Tony was too soft, and it's hard to... To man up after that. It, it just is. Yeah, like nobody in WWE could have pulled that CM Punk shit because nobody in WWE has ever given the impression that Vince is just going to let that slide. Vince no, will slit your throat on camera right there and move on like and shit happen. Everybody in AEW knows Tony ain't going to do shit, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. From a production level, no one in WWE would have that level of power. The mic would have cut, the camera would have would have switched to something else. Oh yeah, and they would have cut to a everything would have got shut down. Everything right would have would have <laughs> would have it would have never come to that. It would have just been in, impossible. First of all, they wouldn't be having a fucking media thing at that point. Right. You know, not under Vince's regime, he wasn't into that kind of stuff. But yeah, and, yeah. And it's messed up because of. <laughs> remember that South Park gif, um, or the episode where. Uh, this bully kind of like uh, bullies Cartman. Something to do with like he keeps making Cartman buy pubic hair. And oh my god! Doing that. I just revenge, watched that this morning. Yeah, to, to get revenge, uh, you know, Cartman has his parents killed, turned into a chili, makes him eat the chili, reveals that you're eating your parents, and as the kid's crying, Cartman's like, like licking his tears, like oh. And then on top of that, has his favorite band come up and call him a pussy. Yeah, his favorite band. Right? So he's, he's he's crying. Cartman's looking at his tears. And do, do you ever, the best part about that is everybody on the back of it was I think it might have been Stan who was just like, "Yo, we can't fuck with Cartman no more." Yeah, it was just messed up, right? But I'm saying, so, so that whole thing of Cartman just licking the, the the tears of this kid who's who's eating his deceased parents, right? And like the, the fact that, that he went that far 
I would I would literally compare that to when Vince McMahon, which is when he um had the segment with Brian Pillman's wife, like the day after he passed away, and he's asking her these questions like, So how are you gonna support your family now? Now that Brian's gone, how, how, how are you gonna make don't a living? Ask about and, pills and she's or anything, like, about pills anyway. Yeah, and she's so freaking awkward and uncomfortable and she's like kind of holding back tears, kind of just numb to it, kind of whatever, and he just kept going. Like that's Vince that. McMahon. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I relate those because like, that's what he's he's into. You know what I mean? Like that guy, whatever he wants to put on that TV show, he's going to put on that TV show. And if he doesn't want it, it's not going to be there. But it's going to be his decision. There's not a single thing that's going to be on that show that he won't approve of, good or bad. Yeah, that's because he established right from the get-go, I run this. You don't run this. <sighs> so we don't normally talk about this federation. Women of Wrestling, oh, wow. God. Women of Wrestling, wow. January 22nd, uh, they put their show on syndication via CBS Media. And they they drew, again, syndication, I guess these are episodes that are already in the can. They drew 326,000 viewers with a .05 in the 18 to 49 demographic. 326,000, only a little bit lower than the, your average Rampage episode. It's important to know because the sheets are, are reporting that by comparison, Impact Wrestling on Access TV was watched by 95,000 viewers with a .01 in the 18 to 40 graphic. Bro, they're not even doing six digits of the Impact. .01. I think that's why so many people aren't worried. It was like, as long as we don't get Impact bad, we're fine. What network is Impact on? Access, a.k.a. Access. the channel that New Japan shows their episodes on a year after they played. The parent company so I, Access is Anthem, and once Access, once Anthem bought Impact Wrestling, they basically pushed New Japan Pro Wrestling off of Access TV in exchange for Impact that's giving a point zero one. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. What's, uh, what's WoW under? WoW's under CBS Media Ventures. They have it in syndication. Still, though, it's CBS, which is a major network, that's going to be around a lot more homes than, than Access TV. And I'm not saying anything negative about you know Access or whatever. It's, just, it's a smaller network. It's like Pop or Discovery or those offshoot channels that, that you really have to go out of your way to get packaged in some cable deal. CBS is CBS. That's like a default thing that you get by... By just having a TV, you turn it on and you, you, you'll have access to it. Well, well, we know it was CBS Media Ventures. That we don't see here. Was it CBS the network, though? Like, was it the, the default station? Like, the way Fox has SmackDown? We'll have to look into that. What else, they, what else would they have, though? Like, I, I, I'm not familiar with CBS having... It, you, you might be right. Like, it, it could be some crazy offshoot. But it could I, be I smaller. Yeah, me, me neither. I'm not familiar with them. But we do know that, for example, NBC has USA Network, which is where Raw is. You know, we know that Fox has Fox Sports and other channels. So, I mean, I would assume CBS has more than just CBS. There, there could be another offshoot channel that it was on. We'll have possible. to look into that, though. It's possible. But, but, but a network this big having an offshoot, that offshoot is going to be a, a, still a lot bigger by default than Access TV or Pop being a, a solo one-off. You know what I mean? Like if, if these were movies, the uh, the spin-off CBS movie is gonna 
have a bigger budget and bigger production value than, than the, you know, the lone Axis TV movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll have to find out. We have to look into WoW and yeah. find out exactly. Because I could also is. see it being too, like, this is what, like, your first episode on there? Like. Yeah. I can see it possibly having a little bit to do with it as well. I don't know if this show is going to have the curiosity factor that, that the XFL had, where people tuned in just to see, you know, what was going on and what it was like. I, I think they got that, those numbers by default based on the station that they're in and, and the availability that it the, that it was given to uh, the people that wanted to see it because they had it. Right? I'm sure there's people that want to watch or would be open to watching Impact. But don't because they don't have access to it because they, they don't have the channel and they're not going to pay for it and they're not going to go out of their way to to do it online if it's just if it's not available at a click of a button with my remote I'm just not going to watch it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. But yeah, I want to find out exactly what the hell is going on with them, you know? Yeah. Like because. What if that's the case? Then what would need to happen is they would need to be moved to a network that uh, that gives them more exposure, which we've tried before, weren't they? On other networks, they were bigger. Spike was a bigger network, wasn't it? Yeah, and they had their highest ratings on Spike. Yeah, the, the Spike blew them off after all. They found out that Russo was back there. Yeah, but, but but that still doesn't negate the fact that their biggest success in terms of network ratings was with Spike TV because oh, Spike yeah. TV was the biggest network that they've been on. And Spike TV is not a big network. It's actually a really small network, but it happens to be the biggest that they've been on. So they've had success. So it proves to me that if you put them in a network where people have access to it, general access to it, uh, and it's not on a crazy time slot, it's on a relatively okay time slot, um, it'll still do somewhat decent numbers, and you can grow it. You know yeah. what I mean? With, with, with uh, better direction, better marketing. Uh, but to go on these, you know, pop, discovery, access, whatever, they're, like, no one's going out of their way to watch it. You, like, no one's going out of their way to watch that shit. But they're watching, they're watching WoW. You know, so that goes to show that, uh, I mean, the fact that you, the station gives you more exposure, maybe now that we're in a wrestling boom period, not the one Jared predicted, but a different boom period from that, Maybe now they could get another shot on a bigger network. I just don't think there's any bigger networks left for them to go on to. Like, where could you put Impact right now that would fix them? I don't know about fix them. Um, realistically, I mean, you would have to do like ESPN. You, you, you probably have to do a sports network. I don't think any of the regular, you know, uh, NBC, CBS, uh, you know, TBS, whatever, uh, is, is going to air, you know, Impact Wrestling or really any other wrestling show than the one they, they, they already have, yeah. you know, for, for, for TBS, right? So I think their best bet would either be if Spike TV, if, if they can't get a promotion like Spike, they're going to have to go to like ESPN uh, or, or TSN in Canada or, or, or just do something where it's sports related and have it there. And I'm sure companies like ESPN have a, like, like, like they're just sports talk 24 hours for God's sakes. They, they need extra content to fill it because they're losing ratings too. You know what I mean? Like, like most of ESPN's network is literally just 
a giant podcast. It's Colin Hurd. It's Shannon Sharp. It's uh, you know Stephen A. Smith, and they're just in a in an office talking sports with suits on. That's like eighty percent of their programming. Are you telling me they can't spare an hour to hour and a half to two hours for wrestling? Yeah, they probably could, and it would probably either get the same or better ratings than what they're currently getting right now because not for nothing, but but their their talk segments are garbage. I haven't watched Impact in so long that I have no idea who's still around. I jokingly said that. The problem is, though, is every time we go back, we see why they're in the spot they're in right now. I I jokingly said that uh, that guy with the the freaking headgear was still there, and he's their champion when I said that. Yeah, he's he's closing in on Bobby Roode's record of longest reigning champion. Right now, he's one of the best things Impact has is Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander, that guy. Like, I jokingly said, the guy with the head game, you were like, actually, that's the world champion. Like, holy shit. Yeah. He's their only saving grace right now. Like, (laughs) that and, like, when people come and cross over from other places. They got to do something to get that shit more sustainable, man. Like, holy shit. Because, I mean, they still have shitty moves. Like, they still have the good moves here anymore. They still have, like, Weird moves that was running around with the fake Impact World Championship. Realistically speaking, like what could you logically do to? I wouldn't even say stabilize because they are stable, stably low. What can they do to increase? Like realistically speaking, from a practical standpoint, what can they actually? What can they actually? They they they, they made a run for Bray Wyatt. They couldn't afford him. That was off the table. Um, I think they've made a couple runs at some of the released wrestlers from WWE. Uh, I think the only one they landed temporarily was 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 it Bronson Reed? That was it. Yeah, Jonah showed up when he was on when he was doing New Japan stuff, and that was just part of the crossover. Right now, it seems like the past like year or two, the crossover has been the best stuff for them. And it okay, did so, nothing. So I was just about to say that. You know, the, cro- the crossover did nothing because think about it. Tony Khan lent them practically his whole fucking roster, and isn't it kind of sad that? A company that was newer had to come and elevate Impact Wrestling that's been around forever. Right, they had one of then, their guys had one of their guys running around AEW with their them, world championship. They gave them the box. They gave them Kenny Omega. Like they gave them anyone that they wanted. They used them, and it didn't even really help because they didn't. When they did it, the stuff that they had that they were showing wasn't that good. So people immediately left. That was their time to do better shit. And I remember telling you guys during this because we were covering Impact because they had a lot of AEW guys going over there and crossover stories. And I kept saying, "Now's the time to show some other shit," and they did it. And that's when everybody immediately but, 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 left. But but even if they did, even if they did everything right, and they it was a like ten out of ten, the best possible creative, the best possible matches, or whatever, it still wouldn't pop the ratings. And it wouldn't pop the ratings not because people don't want to see good stuff; it's because they don't have access to the network that they're that they're currently in. Most you know average normal people, and they're not going to pay out of their way to see all that stuff. I don't care what match you could think of. Name me any wrestler. In the like in the world today, actually, I'll give you five or six wrestlers that you can put in Impact right now from WWE, from AEW, from New Japan, whatever. Give me five to six, fuck it, eight to ten. Give them to the Impact, and I guarantee the ratings won't change. Right? It's no longer about star power for 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 this company. It's simply just there's not enough people that are willing to go out of their way to watch this product or pay extra to watch this product. So it doesn't matter what we bring to the table, the, the platform that we're in, it's kind of like Paul Heyman when he had to close on ECW. We were too big to be small, and we were too small to be big. We found ourselves in no man's land, so I cut bait. 
they're in the same situation right now. But what happens? They just exist the way they are and they're stuck that way? That's all yeah. they can do. I, I'm dead serious. Like, like, like right now, uh, unless they leave the network and, and are lucky enough to be, to be put in a network that is bigger, there's nothing that they can do, whether it's in production. Like, I don't care if they have better lighting, better directing, better camera, better looking ring, better looking uniforms, better sounding music, better booking, better storylines, better wrestlers. It, none of it will matter. If the average person has to pay an extra 15 bucks to get that on their shit, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like most, uh, what is the average amount of channels you get if you, if you just have like a basic cable package? Was it like 30, 40 channels? I guess. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I, I, it's been a long time, right? So I, I'm, I'm, from the last time that I used basic cable, it was like 30, 40 channels. Okay, then if you wanted extra, there's a whole bunch of like channels that are bundled together. You pay like an extra 30 bucks and you get like these 15 channels. Pay an extra 30, you get these 15 or 20 channels and they're all bundles. I'm not, they're not going to pay the extra 30 bucks to, to put. If they're not on it, if, if I have the basic and I have two bundles already, so, so I'm paying the, the basic price plus an extra 60 bucks for another whatever channels. I have to now pay another 30 bucks on top of that to get this. Or if I nerd it, I have to go to some, you know, crazy backwoods website that streams this stuff or downloads it and watch it there. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go out of my way, either financially or energy-wise, to, to watch Impact Wrestling. So it doesn't matter if they hit a home run or not. They're just not in a position to make it count. That is depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, I can't imagine anybody else but Access won them anymore. Dude, a- CM Punk went on AEW, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, um, some of the biggest names in pro wrestling today, right? You have Punk, you have Cole, Daniel Bryan, whoever else you want to throw in there in AEW. AEW's in goddamn TBS, right? They're, they're, they're in a huge network, a massive network with a big audience. They, they barely, barely pop uh, the ratings, you know, compared to other shows. They're not getting Walking Dead viewership numbers. They're not getting Last of Us viewership numbers. They're not getting Raw and SmackDown viewership numbers. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're you're just you're you're limited to what you to, to what you have. You know. And if they can't do it, AEW can't do it with their network, which is a massive network with their names. Which are, you couldn't get bigger names than CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. You can't. Not in wrestling. Not current wrestling today. You cannot. Right? If they can't do it with those guys and their network, there's nothing Impact Wrestling can do with their guys and their network. That's just the reality. Yeah, Impact's just going to be stuck at whatever they're at now, basically, till the end of time. Like, like they're, they're, this is it for them, I guess. They're not, gonna, they're, they're not going anywhere, but this is, this is it. And it's a shame because they don't really do anything particularly offensive anymore. No, it's just they don't do anything interesting. There was a point where they were doing nothing but offensive things, though. You know what I mean? And I think that's what really hurt them, where no matter what segment you put on, it was completely broken. I remember when Rosemary got, was going to marry somebody, and then they got shot at the wedding, and that's how they got how they wrote Taya Valkyrie off TV, because she was the guy who shot somebody at Rosemary, Rosemary's weddings. I was like, what? But you could even be crazy as long as you have an audience to support you. Didn't then Takara somebody have a match where the loser gets sent back through time or some shit? Yeah. 
You know, it doesn't matter how. Yeah, that was Chikara. Yeah, they'll send you back through fucking time, and people were still willing to go on board with it. Motherfuckers got murdered in Lucha Underground. Absolutely crazy. That was my favorite running gag in Lucha Underground. You knew somebody got released when their character got killed off. <laughs> All right. Speaking of killed off, let's talk about Dynamite. Nah, that was a mean segue. That was uh, fucked up. I'm not going to be that mean. I still enjoy some of this stuff. Dynamite came to us from El Paso, Texas, a place you definitely don't want to fucking get arrested. Nope. They, you going on for the long ride, boss. Yeah. They were in the County Coliseum, and the first match they had was Takeshita versus MJF in an AEW World Title Eliminator match. Oh, this was fun. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I mean, you know, Takeshita seems like he's opening a lot of cards for them. Let's get a little music in here while we're here. Yeah, it's about that time. We've hit the music segment of the show. Just hope it doesn't open up with <laughs> There we go. Oh my goodness. But yeah, not bad, not bad. What do you see them doing with Takeshi the long run? I'm kind of not sure. Like, I want to definitely see him. I, I want. I want to see him have like a legit, like full blown feud with somebody first of all. I don't just want to see like one-off matches with him anymore. I mean, the guy is absolutely incredible. You have a lot of potential with him, so I'm hoping to see something good done with him pretty soon. Yeah, we're seeing MJF wrestle more and more often. I remember when it was like mainly pay-per-views. Yeah, still, still rare that we get him get to see him wrestle. Which still, I, I enjoy the fact that it makes it special when he has to throw the boots on. But yeah, this is uh, the first time I think we see him wrestle on TV in a little bit. What's weird is why would you have the world champion be the one in the world title eliminator match? He's a world champion. I like shouldn't see because that, that that's that thing that people started doing now where it's like you gotta beat the world champion, the child, the world champion for the title. Yeah, that's a bad idea. The world title eliminator match shouldn't have the world champion in it. Like I can imagine it'd be like have that be like the number one and two contender. Then you like or maybe somebody in the top ten something. But like I don't get the logic of how how that works. I mean, the only, the only thing they, they could have done with that is if uh, there was some sort of an angle where MGF would target someone specifically uh, to try to get them out of the tournament because he didn't want to face them in the finals or something like it. Like, Maybe you know like I mean? out of the top ten, I guess. Out of the top ten, right? Just to, to rank someone. But, but but they're not doing that. They're, they're just, yeah. I mean, just So just, th- th- there is no logical booking sense to it. No, right? Sometimes MGF doesn't even feel like he's the world champion. Which is fucked up, right? Because he's a good character. I said so they're presenting him wrong. We've had this discussion before, where, where I've said that I, I feel like putting the belt on him was a mistake, not because he's not talented enough or a big enough name or draw to to warrant having the title. I just don't think he needs it. I think he's actually a better character when he doesn't have it and he's chasing or complaining about something. Like I, I think it, he he should have won it. And then in the same match, immediately lose it by some technicality, and it goes to the other guy, and he has something to a chip on his shoulder to get it back. Roddy Piper won his whole career in the WWE without winning the big one. He didn't need it. He never needed it. Hogan needed it. You know what I mean? If if Hogan lost 
to Piper at WrestleMania one, and it, the the ending didn't end in that stupid schmoz with, you know, Bob Orton and and Piper got a win either dirty or clean, but he left with the title. I guarantee you, it wouldn't have been as successful that that than Hogan. Like it would have actually bombed, I think, because all the things that he wanted to do, you know, that that he talks a big game about doing, he'll be able to give him the chance to do, and it ruins it. Because when when you're a heel and you're you're that cocky guy, you you don't want to see them actually do the shit. You want to see them talk about it, not do it, and and then talk about how they got screwed over for not you know you know getting that opportunity to do it. It's like, it's like Christian Jericho in WCW when he has his conspiracy theory and these guys are getting opportunities, not me. Blah blah. blah. If Jericho was given the opportunities that, that he was ranting and raving about, it wouldn't have been as entertaining as him actually ranting and raving about not getting those opportunities. You know what I mean? So certain guys don't need the belt. I, I still believe that MGF was one of them and that having the championship kind of hurts him a little bit because I don't think he's doing anything significant with it. And I think he could have had more material if he didn't have it, to be honest. Yeah, well, I think if they book this differently, it could be a great heel championship run like many others that we've had. You know, the shade is something like Rick Flair. He's a good heel champion, but it's like he's not even that. So then he picks the bones here at the end. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> so yeah, AEW World Title Eliminator match. What he said, the Bunny versus Jamie Hayter being accompanied by the rest of the DMD squad. I'm glad that they kept them together, you know? And they're baby faces yeah. now, right? Who would have thought? I'll be damned. I like that it was a thing that was like the crowd just organically started on their own getting behind Jamie Hayter. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't do anything. The crowd just decided we want her. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do the stereotypical thing of have Brit turn and be jealous that Jamie Hayter is the world champion and not her now or any of that other shit. You know, they just kept it as a cohesive unit. Because it's possible to do. Like it's not hard. That looked a little rough, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened there. What the fuck happened there? Bunny didn't commit. It's like, bitch, you gotta jump. Jesus. <laughs> like, you know you're going over. What you doing? On site. Oh. Yeah, they're better heels. This was oh, this kind of brutal. Bitch, I love it. <laughs> this this was kind of brutal here. I want to see if I have. Do I have like the full thing of this shit? Oh yeah, this interview. Oh my god, yeah. Let's get past the part where she's in his office. Everybody was talking about you like you were the next big thing, and I'll give you credit, big man. You're really good, but you're no match for a generational talent such as myself. But don't blame yourself, bud. Nobody is. Brian Danielson, you treat me like I'm some sort of scumbag. These fans treat me like I'm a scumbag. You know, I don't know 
if you people hate me because I'm twisted or if I became twisted because you people hate me, but here's what I do know. I know that a man does not know what he is truly made of until he has met with adversity. I remember the first time I was. Oh yeah, Lexi Nair. It was junior year of high school, and boy, oh boy, was I a speed demon. I loved whipping around my beautiful blue Camaro, and I just kept getting speed ticket after speed ticket after speed ticket, and eventually, I was only one point away from getting my license revoked. And then junior prom hit. Me and my football buddies, we showed up in our Letterman's, and we hooked up with all the fine hotties Long Island has to offer. But there was one girl in particular. For legal reasons, let's call her Liv. Man, she was my high school crush. She was perfect. I saw her across the dance floor. Beautiful, sun-kissed, brown skin, amazing light brown eyes, short curly brown hair, and the most infectious smile you've ever seen. She was perfect. So I walked up to her. I said, baby, let's go for a spin. We hopped in my beautiful blue Camaro. I got to driving, and she got to distract me. Once she finished that up, I decided it was time to put the pedal to the metal, and unfortunately that night it was raining like cats and dogs. We then hydroplaned, and we went roaring, spinning off the road. I panicked. I went to put my foot on the brakes, and instead I hit the accelerator, and at 90 miles an hour, boom, we hit a telephone pole. When I woke up and I came to... I tasted pennies in my mouth. I didn't know why. I was confused. I was concussed. I looked down. My hands were covered in blood. And I looked at my sweet Liv. Her head had cracked my windshield. She was not moving at all. And I put my finger underneath her nose. And thank God she was breathing. And then off in a distance, police sirens began to roar. There it was, dragon adversity. In that moment, I found out what type of man I am. You want to know who I am, dragon? I'm the type of guy who grabbed Liv's lifeless body and switched seats with her so when the cops showed up, I wasn't the one driving. In this life, there are winners and there are losers. The history books don't care how you get the job done. Do you want to talk about exposing me, dragon? Tonight, I expose you. You will be met with adversity and everybody watching at home will know that you don't have the guts, you don't have to marry, you don't have the balls to do what it takes to be a winner. There will be no match on March 5th at Revolution. There will be no Iron Man match and you will never, ever come close to holding the grandest prize of all the Triple B. Because yes, Brian, I am a scumbag. And I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> True story. Hey, aspect that Tories take that turn. True story. And Liv beat the charges. And uh, no, I'm kidding. You stupid. <laughs> he does know Liv Morgan. She wasn't in the car. He did spin out with his football buddies and smash into a tree. It was a very serious car accident. But he made up the Liv part. I love how all the marks. Just live walking AW. You can for shut the fuck up, shut up, shut the face right now. So many people took that as a as a shoot, right? That's why I hate wrestling fans now. I read too much in the shit. Damn, just he was like, "Watch me," and they're gonna be like, "You should watch the road, bitch." <laughs> and then the music started playing. <laughs> but. Humanity fails me again. <laughs> because the police received over 300 phone calls after the promo. Yes, 
the Nassau Police Department in Long Island were flooded with phone calls right after this to try to get him put away. Oh my god, you Marks are fucking idiots. I don't know if All it's a testament. should have been swallowed or spit onto a pillow. Why are you so fucking dumb? I don't know if it's a testament to what a good heel he is or a, or, or, um, a statement about how stupid the people of Long Island are. Just remember the next times. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right choose. Say that again, ask you. It could be two things. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Why pick, right? It's, ha it's half and half. Like, just remember when you lay your heads down to sleep tonight, people. These people breathe the same air that you do, and they could probably vote. <laughs> the police released a statement saying that they will be investigating the claims, but believe it was to do with a fictional story on a television show. I wouldn't even entertain that shit. I'd be like, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> we got real shit going on out here. See, that's why I can't be a spokesperson for something for stuff like that. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. <laughs> you blowing up my department all damn night. I'm gonna make sure you remember me. <laughs> He's quite the guy. Which, by the way, since we're here, and I can just pick you back this to the end of it. Uh, where the fuck is it? I hate when I have something and then I need to find it and I can't find it. Right, MJF. It, apparently, he uh, went on Twitter and spoke a little bit about Nash Carter. Remember Nash Carter, Wesley's partner that got released because his girlfriend, uh, the one the one from Impact Wrestling. Was crazy and jealous. and yeah, Kim, Kimberly, right. that whole thing. He tweeted out in regard, because remember, part of it was that Hitler mustache shit that he did with the salute or whatever. He said, everyone's afraid of talking honestly, so I will. Zachary Wentz isn't an anti-Semitic. I lived with him. The fact that he's not on TV right now because a girl who got caught lying about abuse couldn't handle a breakup and posted a photo of him doing something is just as wild. When a wrestler who shall remain nameless keyed my car and called me a kike, Zachary went out of his way when everyone else turned a blind eye to check in on me. The court of Twitter can sometimes get dirtbags out of our industry, but the court isn't always right. And then Wesley responded with respect. So, and we we said on here, man, and I know we've gotten a lot of heat. There's times that when I I'm, I notice things, I can't help but notice the unfollows. As much as I don't give a shit, I do notice when something like this specifically comes up on this channel or on our, on our iHeartRadio or wherever, where something specifically comes up, where somebody is accused of something, a lot of the time by a female, and all we basically say is that it should be handled in court, they shouldn't have waited as long, the timing of it is very telling because the person just won the title, it's interesting that this happened. We've always brought shit like that up, and, and it's almost made like if we're pro-fucking-sex assault. And then, then later reality, on... Then later on, when these things come out, no one ever really wants to talk about it. No one ever says, look, she was fucking caught lying, but no one ever brings these kind of things up. And I hate that. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's almost like you're condemned by any community if you don't just immediately believe every victim side of the fucking story, which makes no sense to me. Because if what MJF is saying is true, which it sounds pretty fucking true, then this guy who lost his fucking job and possibly his career lost it out of vengeance and it worked. That sucks. So how, do, how the fuck are we the bad guys to question something that could have potentially cost this dude his career and now we're living in that reality? 
Because in this day and age, you can't call people out on bullshit. Everybody was so fucking quick to judge this person and bring down the fucking hammer. And now the other side of it comes on. Look, all for fucking nothing. And as much as you guys may not like some people hate Enzo, I still haven't seen any proof of the Enzo shit either. Yeah, because the Enzo shit was bullshit. Yeah, get some. See, I'm not. See, I'm not scared to say it. I'm one of those people where I'm like, at this point, the way I start to look at some of these stories, every time we talk about this shit on here, I always look at it like it's bullshit till you tell me it's not bullshit. Because almost every time we talk about it here, it always seems to wind up bullshit. I'm glad that the Jewish guy defended him, man. I dare y'all say something. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm glad it came from a source like that because, like, what everything. It's just ridiculous that people lose their careers over over scorned women. And a lot of the time, they don't even bring... They do the damage, and then that's enough for them. They don't ever fucking right. present any evidence. We still waiting to hear from Philomena about more Enzo stuff. We still waiting to hear from Taylor remember her about fucking more name. stuff. Like, you remember her name was Philomena. Oh, I, I'll never forget that twat. <laughs> I'll never forget her. I'll never forget Flash, Taylor Hendricks. I'll never forget either of these motherfuckers. Unbelievable, man. Because the day I catch one of y'all on the street, I'm going to look you dead in the eye and go, where's proof, bitch? I've been waiting. You said there was follow-ups. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, let us continue Dynamite. Let's not forget that that's what this whole thing is really about. And we can prove that, like some people. <laughs> the Garcia Guevara Gauntlet Challenge Match. Angelo Parker, you remember the whole name. <laughs> Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Ricky Starks. Yeah, it was it was good. You know, this is fun. Yeah, everybody worked well in this match. Fucking love Ricky Starks. It's funny how they keep pushing this Guevara Garcia thing. It's almost like they didn't know <laughs> for sure whether they wanted Garcia to be a reluctant heel or. Uh, compliant heel or what he's changed so many times <laughs> you know i love watching their interactions it always makes me laugh i'll go back Guevara always looks like a proud father doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Fucking Ricky's so strong. Like, yeah, he really is. Like the stuff he does. I love how you ever know this. I don't know how many people ever catch it, but ever since Jericho's left WWE, one of his running gags has been attacking people from the crowd or somewhere with a mask. Tonight you're facing Rude. 
problem. Root versus Brian Danielson. But first, you need to ring this bell and start this match right now. Ring the bell. The bell is rung. Oh, Danielson! They locked him back. <laughs> he does a petty shit. I'm glad that Rush stuck around, you know? That's a good talent. Oh, yeah. Like the last couple of years before uh, ROH, at the time we thought closed the door, Rush started to become one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. Like, he is so incredibly talented. Like they, that's one of those guys, like, if they lose him, oh. <laughs> I'm really hoping Brian Danielson wins the title. They could totally use that. Yeah, that, that would, that, it'd be great for Danielson just to get, like, one last one in there. So, it's like, okay. we don't know how much longer he's going to have. Yeah, me too. That was like I wanted to, to 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 win, not 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 Punk. I was hope with uh with, with Daniel Bryan. I thought he'd be a better champion, uh, not just in terms of reliability, but in terms of like the stories he could tell with uh with, with Andy. He, the um, it's just a safer bet. Wait, Punk was champion. I don't remember this. Ah, uh, you're gonna decolonize <laughs> Punk now too. You don't get hurt three days after a championship run two times in a row and your championship began. <laughs> Once again, he's an animal. Yes! Oh, the headbutt to Danielson, the bypass, Roos! For the contact, had to put that arm down. Oof. There it is! Oof, psycho knee again! Two more! Yes! World Championship on the line! You gotta wonder what's left of Brian Danielson. Oh, uh, whatever's left... There's so much blood. There's more blood on Dynamite now than there is in Mortal Kombat. AEW <laughs> <laughs> World Trios title match. The Elite Kenny Omega, Matt, Nick Jackson defending as Air Fox and Top Flight Dante and Darius Martin. It was nuts. Dante, you know, you know, um, I mean, God, I keep going to call him Dante Martin. Dante, um, Dante, I keep on to call him Dante Fox, but AR Fox and Top Flight work really well together. It's so funny to see AR Fox after all these years of watching him in the Indies. You know, like he was in the Indies like, during the shitty NXT. Right. Like I told you before, he uh, he trained my friend Fletch, so it's like it's cool to see him in this stage and this opportunity. Like the dude's well deserved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hard work paid off. Yeah, for sure. He's always looked good. Doesn't even look like he's aged at all, which is oh, another crazy thing about him. Always looks like a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, never really looks like he ages. I don't good think he addition. does. Yeah, the wrestling here isn't bad, you know? The wrestling's never really been the issue. Uh -huh. So there's the stuff behind the scenes. Or... It's possible that he trained Austin Theory Quest. I don't recall for sure. 
I think he might have. I'd have to check, but I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful sequences. The tag team wrestling is what this company has going for it. That no oh other my company God, has. Yeah. Like, if I had to pick one, that's thing one thing we can always here. good always say. They yeah. never strayed away from the fact that like tag team wrestling always gets a big stage here. They should just focus on the trios and the regular tag team championships because that's really where they excel. You know. Yeah, that's the money. I know. I don't know how a lot of people have gotten. Have, there's been this stigma where it's kind of cool to say that the Young Bucks are bad wrestlers. You may not like the way they wrestle. I don't know how you could objectively call the Young Bucks bad wrestlers, though. I don't understand. It's because they're not in W. It's because they, they. Those are the guys who are sad they didn't sign with WWE. They don't have an actual reason behind it. I'd like someone to break down the science to me of what makes them a bad wrestler. They again, you may not like how they wrestle, but. I don't really see anything that they do being fundamentally bad or them botching or anything, you know. The best they're really good. The best they're gonna tell you is that two plus two equals fish and the sky is pink. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Like I love the people who just talk shit about the elite. Like like we've said on here many a times before, like they're not the fucking reason this company's here. Foundation of the firm. They're actually in the hotel right now, chilling. And the problem is Hook. Lee Moardi has a loss because of Hook. What's your problem? I'm right here. Hey, buddy. I was just talking about you, man. It's like, <laughs> I got... Hook, let him go. You're gonna hurt him. Posh with those words, sir. Are you okay? No, get medical. Here for the first time. <laughs> I heard you was talking shit. Bring ambulance. See you <laughs> Bring ambulance. <laughs> AEW <laughs> World Tag Team title watch. match. The acclaimed Anthony Bones and Matt Caster being accompanied by Billy Gunn against the Gunn. Oh, wait, we got to go with the lyrics here, right? I, I don't want to say, come on, now, you know drill. Oh. And Tony Schiavone, Billy Gunn, too. Well, Billy fuck you up in multiple languages. Do this shit. He's in a tough, tough spot, so I respect that he's not out here. I do respect that out of him as, as oh, uh, in a position similar to his of a wrestler. They stood on it, and also they became top contenders. So, what are your thoughts here? Good match. First of all, um. Surprise at the ending. I did not see that coming. Yeah, the ass boys are the champions. Like, I don't up. hate it. I'm just surprised by it. I think they needed it. I, I think this was the best way to go about it. Because I, I, they've really impressed me lately. The, uh, the, the, the ass boys, some of their promo work, uh, their, their in-ring work, their, their, their look. And as much as I love the acclaimed, and I do, I genuinely do, um, I feel like the, the acclaimed will be fine without titles, whereas the ass boys need it right now just to solidify themselves as le like legitimate, uh, as a legitimate team. You know what yeah, I mean? This, right. You see this ref bump, bro? This ref nearly dies. Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> you saw his oh, neck. Watch his fucking neck. Snap, snap. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't die in the stupid spot. If they want to win the tag team like, I don't need a ref's Ziggler bumping out of the ring. Like, 
tag team championship. They better get the. Here comes Daddy. Here comes Billy Gunn. What's crazy about this is Billy Gunn. Everyone's expecting. I like this. They expect Billy Gunn to turn. He never does. They turn on him. Not really turn on him, but they attack their own father. Yeah. It's cool when you see people not go by just the blueprint. Yes. Wow, Look man. at the audience, the crowd shots. That's right, your champions are the ass boys. I'm happy for the two of them, though. That's cool that like, they're good. they got that opportunity. Dude, they, they put in the work. Yeah, they for sure. absolutely deserve it. They put the effort in. Hard work rewarded. You know how I, I am when it comes to wrestling. My The most amusement I always get is heels, and not just heels, but the kind of heels and angles that troll the fans to get that reaction. So, like, I'm all, I'm all for it. Just because wait, they all... Wait. They all have that look like, not the ass, boys! Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you the fruits of the labor. Right where... um Oh, God. I think it's um the little kid in the blue. And then the woman right next to him, off to the right, and the guy all the way in the far right at the, at the white shirt. That's the payoff. Yeah, Rick, you, you must have loved uh, CM Punk Jeff Hardy. You, oh, yeah. You, you must have loved when he came out like that. We, we watched that periodically. I love that one kid with the glasses who looked like devastated, like his whole soul was crushed. Oh, that kid was fucked, man. Then there was that one young-looking kid who just completely hated it. You know what's great? Is when they when they panned out, and then they, before they even panned in, when people started to realize something's off, their cheers got a little quiet. Then as the camera uh, cut in, just booze. It's <laughs> this roar of booze. It was right about the time Punk was doing the the uh, the Jeff Hardy gun thing. You know, as he's kind of sliding to the ring. <laughs> and it was funny too because that was at the time when the possibility of the cash in winner not being successful wasn't even a thing. So everybody's like, oh, fuck. Incredible, man. It's not like now where we're just like, wait a minute, there's a chance. No, back then it was just like, CM Punk comes out, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Dynamite did 899,000 viewers with a point thirty in the 18 to 49 demographic. I guess we won't be seeing that one million for a while, huh? They're down another yeah, two thousand, and they seem to stay around point thirty, point thirty one, point thirty two. They've dropped one point every week. They're thirty two, thirty one, thirty. Next week will be twenty nine, and they seem to lose a thousand every week too. Happy New Year! Right, twelve months of just gradually going down. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, hey, long as they don't hit ninety five thousand, I think it'll be. <laughs> I mean, the show's doing numbers that apparently their network is happy with, and I guess that's all that matters in the long run. Yeah. You know, one way. Or well, the keep other. in mind too, like, like, like the the network doesn't pay for their shit. Like they don't pay for the production costs. They they, they don't pay for the the rest for salaries, right? Like like they, they they don't pay for anything really, right? Like, like, like Tony Khan pays for that. So if the network's like, even if they're unhappy with the ratings, I have to replace it with a show. 
And if I can't buy a show uh, that someone else can do it, I have to produce my own show. So to save the money so they don't have to do that, it might be easier just to keep on X show that gets these ratings because they're not paying for it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to jump because we're almost done with all the shows. want to get out of here sooner rather than later. Let's jump into Raw. Episode 1550, 1550, the Anway Arena, Orlando, Florida. I am the king of comebacks at this point. It's getting silly. The Judgment Day is my fault. All of the Judgment Day are in a better place now than they were a year ago. I am the kind of man, and I know a lot of you can relate out there, I'm the kind of man that is not used to feeling helpless. So congratulations, Judgment Day. Here's your golf clap. I am a cruel, vindictive, sick bastard who will sink to any level to get my pound of flesh. If you've got the stones, Ripley, my husband and I are here to finish this... It might be time for you to say, I quit. <laughs> Bird on the street travels fast. I have served hard time. We make what happened at Extreme Rules look like child's play. I enter Elimination Chamber, and I am once again knighted state champion. I wish Mommy was here so she could see what we're about to do to you guys. You drop each other quicker than X-Con Don dropped his drawers in the clay. X-Con Don! <laughs> Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber. I think Mommy's in. We accept... Edge and Beth standing their ground. Are you allowed to speak for mommy? Here we go. Look at Edge go. Scheduled for a match with Priest coming up next. Numbers. And then we just go straight into it. Angelo Dawkins versus Damian Priest. Angelo Dawkins looking better and better every time I see him, man. Yo, that part with Montez fucking killed me. Last terrible. Look. I love, I love Dom selling there. Oh, they didn't catch it. He screams, Mommy! <laughs> we are live tonight from the Angelo Dawkins. Remember how much I used to think they were going to release him? I'm telling you, he must have been listening to the show because he was like, I'll be damned. I thought they were going to make Montez Ford a big star and release this guy. This guy, look at how good he is. He, he's wrestling with he no shirt on. Unbelievable. Like I said, he's wrestling with no shirt on, bro. And he's, I, what I like is that he's doing, he's trying to get, he's getting as close as he possibly can to Montez's level of athleticism. I can't believe how good, what, what a fucking, that, like, that's hard work, man, right there to be, because it doesn't come as naturally to Angelo Dawkins as it does Montez Ford. He had to work for that shit, you know? Yeah. Not that Montez he, he, Ford did I'm surprised he's keeping up with Tez as well as he is. Not that Montez Ford didn't, but man, does this guy look good. I am looking forward to seeing more fucking Angelo Dawkins. You know, and it seems like a kind of example with that Swanton. Every every maybe couple of weeks, I'm seeing a new move out of him. Yeah, that's dope. That spinning kick that Priest hit south of heaven. Priest unfortunately, has a beautiful cyclone. That's kick. a wrap. And see, I love too that the south of heaven is his finisher again. They made him really solid again. Yeah, but he's going to the chamber. 
What was that par before this? Oh, just no one cares. Austin Theory came out of a car. Next match is Dexter Loomis against Baron Corbin. Lumen with Loomis with Gargano. Corbin with JBL, of course. And you know, back in the fold again. And you know, it sucks, man. I we really thought that they were going to eventually do something with Baron Corbin. They are clearly he's in the shitter right now, right? <laughs> he's just he's a few tears away from Hogpen Matt. You look at the look on JBL's face. I didn't really All he hears in his head is bomb ass Corbin. <laughs> I didn't even catch this until I heard Alvarez talking about it. But can you believe that that match was about four minutes? And in those four minutes, Baron Corbin applied a chin lock three times. Oh God! Like he wasn't even really wrestling out there. There's debate about whether or not that was due, that was part of the angle just to make him look shittier than it was or what was happening. But yeah, then you get JBL with this look on his face. And then JBL buries this guy, right? Man. <laughs> I feel like that was intentional. Uh, yeah. People knock Corbin because he's not their cup of tea, and I get it. But he's actually a fairly competent wrestler. And there's no way that he wouldn't have known that doing that that many times in that short of time uh, wouldn't have gotten heat. You know, yeah, I, I and, feel and like I've, that was, I don't know what they're doing, but that's clearly intentional. Yeah, and I've always thought Corbin, not always, back when he was in NXT with the long, balding hair, he was ridiculous. But when he came to the main roster, pretty much from the beginning, I told you guys, he looks better and better every match. He gets faster and faster. His spots, his moves, I love the moves that he does, you know. Corbin's oh, excellent. All of his moves look like they shoot suck. It's a shame that, like, for whatever reason, they're not hiring him. They're going to come back to that, though. Yeah. Becky Lynch. Tonight, you finally face Bailey inside a steel cage. Orlando, Florida. A lot has happened in Orlando in those 10 years, but 10 years ago, I first met Bailey. And a way of being great was high fiving people and hugging people so that I could become the man of this industry. Tacked me and she's hit me with chairs and she brought my family into this. Bring your little friends and you can bring your little tricks. Thinking, I'm thinking, Byron, tonight might be the night. The Beast Incarnate. Thank you very much. Good evening, Orlando. Did y'all by chance catch the Royal Rumble? I did too. <laughs> I thought it sucked. Brock Lesnar got his ass <laughs> over the top rope. You see, Bobby finally struck a chord in Brock Lesnar. And all I could think about, Bobby Lashley. I sit down for a big old steak dinner. I crawl into bed at night with my wife. Now Brock Lesnar came up with a resolution. On this contract, it states, I mean, versus Lesnar at Elimination Chamber. Get your ass down here and sign this contract. Making his way toward the ring. Well, nice of you to grace us with your presence, Brock. Let's take a little walk down memory lane. Match number one, I pinned you. I laid your ass unconscious, and I threw your ass over the top row without any problem, Brock. I think things are going to be done under my terms right now, Brock. Are you surprised that Bobby who won up on you? Oh, oh, he's angered the 
I like how that F5 looked like a decision. <laughs> I'm gonna take you and F5 you for that. <laughs> you made the choice. <laughs> Do you think that was a uh, improv? Who knows with Brock? <laughs> they said one more time. They said one more time. I don't know if they're playing that. Look at that shit. As much fun as Brock's having entertaining the fans, I can easily see that second one being like, all right, fuck it, let's do it again. Another accept the challenge. And can you imagine? Can you imagine? Dexter wanted to draw you a picture for good luck. Oh, I know, Dexter. I know. I, Fucking Nikki in the background. Oh, even Podman, Fulan. Wait, Dexter, who is that? Is that Nikki? That looks. Nikki? What are you. That's so weird. You know, like, like, why is it Nikki? <laughs> oh, I missed crazy runs away laughing. <laughs> anyway, we have an elimination chamber qualifying fatal four-way match: Candice LeRae, Meechin, Piper Niven, and Carmella. Piper Niven just dominating. Oh, Piper's so back. Serious again, right? She's not Eva Marie's sidekick. It's great. No, but at the same time, this win goes to Carmella. Yeah. Which I believe is going to make her the most experienced girl in the chamber this year. Because I think she's been in almost all of them. Beautiful side slam. I do want to see more of Piper, but they got to slowly build yeah. her now that she's not do drop anymore. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, looks you rough. Give, you got to give a couple of matches to watch the do drop stink off. So. Yes, look at it. I think Carmelo lived the most experienced. I sold out arenas all over the world. I was must-watch television. You are channel-changing television. I don't give a damn about you. I, Hall of Fame legacy, my championship-laden career, has lost all credibility because of you. John, where's this coming from? I look, I can change. I can do better. I'll do better. You can't polish a turd. I tried. Brutal, right? <laughs> Fuck. Brutal. Let's go back. I feel like I don't like glossing over that. Like that is fucked. What what do you what do you guys think is happening here with Corbin and uh and JBL? Well they they're they're not booking JBL anymore, right? So, so Yeah, he, he's not booked for any future events. So. Right, but but making Corbin look like shit on the way out, like how's that gonna help him? Are they just putting him in the doghouse? Or do they have another game? Like he might like just a, be going back to Sad Corbin. Why do they have so many gimmick changes for the fucking guy? I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for him because he's he's done everything they've asked for the guy. You know? And they've asked him to do some pretty outlandish things. And he's done it. Yeah. And and, and done everything to the best of his ability. Which again is also a pretty good ability. Like, like he's not bad. 
that could be another thing. It's just like they know he can do a wide range of stuff. So it's like the only at the same time, re- like I want more of that stuff to be like top tier stuff because he does top tier talent. The the only way that he could recover from this is if due to the what happens, he becomes super aggressive. You know, I could imagine that. I'd like to see something though. That would be that would be good for him. You can't polish a turd. I try. Restore a little credibility to the game. How about the academy? Yes. Dare you? I should be going to WrestleMania, not anybody. Back off! You're both very lucky. If either of you get in between me and the Raw Women's Championship again, I will not be so forgiving. She is a woman on a mission. I will eat you. Tag team match Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin being accompanied by MVP against Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis. Isn't it crazy to think that we have uh, basically the Hurt Business is coming back together? Yeah, because if you notice during the, uh, the Corbin and JBL segment, they were in the background talking. They need to just make it official. Right, pull the trigger, call him, start calling the Herbert, get the whole music back, everything. Yeah, do something. Sheesh. I feel bad that these guys never really got the push that they deserve because everybody couldn't decide if they even wanted to keep them together or not. Right. I mean, they, they own, had that. Did they own the rights to the uh, the Hurt Locker music? Was that CFO? Oh, I, I, know. I can't remember. I, I can't remember if that was CFO Ching. It might have been. Did, did they have their own music? Yeah, they had their own. Be- yeah. That's what he lastly's mute. Lastly's current theme is a spinoff of that song. I don't remember them having their own song. Yeah, they had their own thing. How oh, weird! I don't remember this. They even took. They, they actually took it out of the game. It, it was there temporarily, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was ever in the game. Was it on the game? I, I thought it was there, and they patched it out. No. Um. No. They. They. They had. Her business as a group, but it was always just Lashley's music. I think they had the Tron, I believe. But... I don't remember hearing any other. Where did they patch out? Oh, they took to, I, I can't remember what it was. It was essence of the Hurt Locker. Like you, you, they, like they, they, they literally just took out. So it launched with it, then they took it away for whatever reason. No clue. Guard last week. I was hoping to get your reaction to the return of Rick Boogs. I'll be happy to give my reaction to Adam Pierce, along with a bill for the damages. Who makes someone compete in a suit? Boogs is concerned. Whoa! Uh, 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 pardon me. <laughs> uh, let me guess. You think you're special, don't you? Special? Thanks, man. I would have won easily if I was dressed and ready to compete. And you're just lucky that Adam Pierce is a lazy. It would have been an entirely different story. Tell me how you really feel. Busted. Look, if you wanted to rematch with Boobs, all you did was ask for it. Ah, uh, how's next week? For you, Boobs, that good? Wait, yes, yes! I'm so excited. Got Boobs now! Hi, I'm about to go to the ring so you better find me an opponent, or I will call your manager. She should have been like, you better find me an opponent I can beat. Why did she have to put on that hat before she left? Why did you put on that fucking hat? She stole it from Alicia Fox. Okay, thanks, bye. Thank you. It's Chelsea. Yeah, she found her a fucking opponent. That's all freak. And it was Oscar. She gave her a death sentence. That's Surprise! They always still making Oscar look stupid. No! Oh. 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 Oh.
Liv Morgan is here? Natalia is here um, right in front of our announce desk. Oh, 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 wow! Carmella's back. Watching her every move from underneath the ring. A striking... And then the ass whooping resists. Mm-hmm. That's it. She's a jobber. Like husband, like wife. I want all of y'all to take a good look at each other. Because I'll tell you what I see. Six top tier women in WWE. Who has what it takes to win the Elimination Chamber match? And I know what it takes to win. That's how I got this. Whoever makes it out, I'll be ready to see you at WrestleMania. We do know, though, Corey, who is headed to WrestleMania, and it is Cody Rhodes is here on Raw next. All right, time for our Cody promo. This was the best part of Raw. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Ahead of the table, the biggest superstar in the world, the best in the world, Roman Reigns. It's going to be me standing there challenging against Sami Zayn. Respect for my friend, Sami Zayn. I wish you the best of luck. May the best man win. My name is Paul Heyman. Sure, you know the tribal chief and I have had a lot on our plates in the past week. Want to congratulate you winning the Royal Rumble match. But if you'll indulge me i'm gonna call you mr Heyman. hundred dollars in a wachovia checking account for all of us my dad doing local car commercials and not for the money just so that he could keep the car then he he got a phone call you called him ecw was in town dusty Rhodes would be on ecw you would pay him and you would pay him well ECW gave my father his confidence back. Thank you very much. This isn't about your dad. This is about you. WrestleMania is a whole different story. No one ever prepped you for that. Dusty Rhodes trained and prepped. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. Your father did not train you. In my last conversation with your dad, he told me you were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns was the son he always wanted. Everybody wants to make it personal going to pay for it at Wrestlemania when I take those titles personally good promo and that was improv too right because they were there apparently was another segment planned and they had to throw that in at the end yeah yeah that is very cool elimination chamber qualifying match Elias versus Montez Ford Joining us Another great guy in shape, huh? It's our favorite segment of Raw, talking about Montez Ford. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Why is he so good? 
Yeah, he is good. You know what, man? Elias never got a fair shake either. I really like Elias, and he was a, he was like someone who they could have made a main eventer out of, and they just didn't. Yeah, and then they Ezekiel him, and then now he's got to dig himself out of that hole. Say it one more time. I want to stay. I'll take it from here. Big right hand. But yeah, dude, it was good. This was a great match. Yeah, look at his dives, man. Incredible stuff, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Surprise! Yo, look at how he sells that. Yo, he, how did he get vertical like that? The motherfucker balanced on his ear like a b-boy. That shit was crazy. Look at that shit. <laughs> That's like the uh, the Shawn Michaels sell. <laughs> right? Curb stomp too. Michaels well, used to do that shit all the time on like a slingshot. <laughs> you Yo, know what Austin, I mean? Like Austin Theory is so good. I love how so many people are pissed off that he's getting that scene thing. It's steel cage match time. Gonna skip those intros. Cause it's time. This is the match. This is the match we never got at Raw 30th anniversary steel cage match. Becky Lynch versus Bailey being accompanied by the rest of Damage Control's Dakota Kai and Eel Sky. See Bellas, they got it. They gave them a chance just on a different day. That matters less. <laughs> I'm glad we got this match though one way or the other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's not like they didn't pretend the whole match wasn't even gonna happen. They still did it. And the match was great on top of that. But it's not surprising. These girls have been fighting each other since NXT. Like, <laughs> That was brutal. Yo, they just fling this bitch everywhere around these cages. I don't understand. We disarm her all the way up there. Leader for whatever fucking reason, right? I've heard the match they're, they're trying to be setting up for chamber between between her and uh, I think it's supposed to be damage control versus Becky, Lita, and Trish. When did Lita get thick? Like, like right? Really thick. She did. Like, when did that happen? Yeah, she got really thick. Go back right? to her entrance. Lita go back came back to her back entrance. <laughs> when the hell did that happen? I don't know, and I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not complaining. I'm, oh, I'm I, know, saying, I know. When the hell did that happen? <laughs> like, good. Like, where are you? Like, when? Lita came back and brought luggage. Like, what? This was a little bit after all. But there's that image. That, that's what it would have looked like if Becky Lynch was in Team Extreme. 
I love how Leah's not even doing this. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna sell that. Leah's no. like, yo, look, I wasn't even the one who yeah. did that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> not only was I not the one who did that, but the guy that I fucked over him with him is like in the backstage with his wife. <laughs> but that's a different story. One point eight hundred and sixty-six million viewers. Down from the 2.114 million viewers last week. 18 to 49 demographic at a 0.55. When they were at 0.64 last week. So they dropped. I guess all of that Royal Rumble hype is over now. Road to WrestleMania starting to sizzle down. They better pick it up. And they're doing all the right things. You know, they're bringing in, you know, cameo appearances and all kinds of hype and stuff. I mean, hey, they're they're falling down back from my like, raw thirty, so it's not terrible. Yeah, like these were all big events that were finally slowing. Like raw thirty was like what two point two million? Yeah, they're they're falling back to the normal stuff now. Mm-hmm. All right, we literally got two more segments, and we are wrapping up here, folks. We're hitting the swan song of this whole thing. One of them is important. The other one's NXT, so you could interpret it how you want to interpret it. But uh, <laughs> I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I mean, hey, you know. I mean, hey, what would be a realistic here, okay? Jerry Lawler. Jerry, I'm about sick of you scaring me, all right? Had a stroke <laughs> at his home in Fort Myers, Florida, and he was taken to the hospital for surgery. After the surgery, he was recovering. His speech was affected, but he regained feeling on the right side of his body. Jim Ross tweeted that he spoke briefly with Lawler. This was uh, two days ago, or maybe yesterday, depending on your time zone. And uh, he's weak, but he could understand his affected speech. And his prognosis is positive, but he still needs all thoughts and prayers. As you guys know, he suffered a stroke back in March 2018. After he had a match, I believe it was a steel cage match on a Raw, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. God. Actually, no, actually, this is third. The one that he was during during Raw was 2012 when he had a stroke. Then he had one in 2018, and now he's having one in 2023. Holy shit. Wait, 2012? Wasn't 2012 the heart attack? 2012 was the heart attack, and 2018 was the stroke. This was a heart attack and two strokes. Jerry, stop it! <laughs> Jesus. Third time since I've been a wrestling fan, you're scared the shit out of me. I'm sick of your shit, Jerry. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, though. In all seriousness, Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Like, I remember, I, I remember, because I remember it happened Monday... And then we talked about it briefly, I think, when we were doing Hogwarts. It was like Hogwarts or PSO on Tuesday, and I already heard he was starting to bounce back. And I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and it was reported today that he was out of the ICU and will return to his Florida home for outpatient rehab for his limited speech and cognitive skills. And doctors are hopeful for a full recovery. And uh, he's looking forward to returning to fans very soon. That came from his Twitter account, from the people controlling that. Yeah, good season, at least doing somewhat better. Yeah, thoughts go to the king. You know what? I was yeah. wrong. Before we before we cover NXT and get out of here, there was this uh 
this Pat McAfee lawsuit story I forgot all about. Oh, because people want to fuck with Pat. <sighs> so what's happening here exactly? I haven't even heard him for uh, for defamation. Basically, on his on his podcast, he talked about you know I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but the story of Brett Favre, former NFL quarterback, and he was using um, government funding for for his city that should have went to you know social programs to help out people less fortunate to help build a uh, gym facility for his his daughter's uh, alma mater, right? For for his daughter's I think was it. Uh, I forgot what sport it is, but basically he was taking funds that should have been used to provide shelter, food, or whatever, social programs for people in need, uh, you know, the welfare, whatever, to, you know, Im- improve an already Ivy League school. So he got a lot of heat for that, obviously, because it's a douchebag thing to do. And a lot of people talked about it. One of the people is Pat McAfee, and he's suing him for defamation, and to be honest, even though this is a 100% douchebag move on Brett's part, he actually is legally w- within his right to do that because I believe, and I, I didn't hear what Pat McAfee said, but from what I'm hearing Brett Favre say is that he never said, allegedly, he never said, you know, the story is blah, blah. He phrased it in a way where Brett Favre was guilty, and you can't do it. It's the same as that Kyle Rittenhouse guy suing right. all these news outlets, calling him, you know, guilty in this and a white supremacist that, and, and a, you know, whatever this. There was no alleged, you can't do that. That actually right, is right. defamation. Right. So I've always done that with every story here. I've always said reports say or allegedly. Reports or, say or, allegedly. You or, have to. Or, you, or, you have or to cite my source or sometimes just play the damn audio itself. You have to do that. And, uh, I hopefully there's some sort of a disclaimer or something he has on the actual Pat McAfee show, like something in the beginning that's, you know, or something. It's always good to have a general disclaimer in general. Like, even just in case I slip up, I always say during the news segments, take everything we say with a grain of salt and remember the sources or whatever, just in case I miss. But most of the right. time, if I bring something up, I say that, you know, allegedly, which, yeah, you could fuck somebody up that way. Yeah, you know? so he didn't do it, and... um like I said, uh, Brett Favre is a complete dick for for doing this, and he's a thousand percent guilty of you know relocating uh, funds. But the fact that Pat McAfee didn't say allegedly or anything, that's why he's doing it because it is defamation. One hundred percent. He's one of the people that was also involved with the. He was pretty much involved with the uh, the the million dollar man thing, wasn't he? The the million dollar man. Thing, what? Remember, million dollar man embezzled some money. He wasn't responsible for that. I don't recall. I don't know if they're connected. Yeah, I don't remember him being a part of that. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Brett Favre allegedly did that shit. Yeah, I'm seeing here. According to the UK Daily, according to UK, <laughs> according to UK Daily Mail and NBC Sports Pro Football Talk, Pat McAfee being sued by him for defamatory allegations that were levied against him by McAfee, Shad White, and Shannon Sharp for being connected to the same Mississippi welfare scandal in regard to Ted DiBiase was, and his family. Yeah. So yeah, that was he, yeah. Yeah, so he's part of that shit. Huh. Wow. Motherfucker. That's that's not good. Farming up. I just start calling every time he does something talks farming up. So apparently it's reported that he returned $1.1 million, but he didn't return the 228000 in interest that he made from the payments. Interesting to see where that's going to go. Oh. Wow. 
Yeah, I didn't know that one. That's wild. Yeah, you got to be careful you talk Honestly, about people nowadays. You have yeah. to be. It's Pat McAfee's fault, end of the day. He should have known better. Yeah, that's literally what to get, homie. It's unfortunate, but we're in a, we live in a very butthurt world right now. You know? Yeah. Everyone will, will get you for saying or doing anything. If you're counseled, Everybody they'll try to... Unclinch. Yeah, exactly. Quote it. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Yes, quote it, please. Send that to me. That is, <laughs> that is Everyone unclinch. There we go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now it's time. We have like another possible. I don't know how much. We have a little bit of time left. Very little time because we're wrapping up here with a follow up to that NXT pay-per-view. Believe it or not, with Bailey showing up. At NXT. Ding dong. Yep. Hello. Bailey's here. And you get Carmelo Hayes in the ring. Let me hear one of my catchphrases real quick. Mello in. Mello in. In two. You're going to wind up stealing Carmelo's catchphrase. Do you guys ever think about the fact that like it sounds sometimes like he's at the verge of stealing Carmelo's shit? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway. Fuck that to existence. Adventures say, oh, let's talk about it. He just had it with the wrong one. Everything that I say that I am, they know that I am. History doesn't lie. One Don't be quoting Eminem. Put on a t-shirt that can hold the both of us. It's my destiny. He wouldn't worry. He's like, what? Eminem go do rapping? Like you were about to challenge, and I get it, right? You're like, bro, I got your flashy entrances. Uh, I'm here to tell you, Mello, but in this ring where it matters, love calling yourself the A champ, and you are not ready. The UK bar set are trying to come up. I thought I beat everybody there is. Jealous of the flash, bro. All about the VIP treatment. You send people to the emergency room. Dial ahead, 911. We could go back and forth all night, or we can run game in this ring. Game. Oh. The NXT champion, Mello, make claim gold here in NXT. Champ, how's it feel? David, you held her feet down. So yeah, you cheated. First time in your life, but we're going to give them a rematch. Now that we're champs, who was on the phone, we're on the phone with no one. Alan, wait. And they get a surprise championship party. How awkward, right? Right where they're at odds. I like that idea, though. <laughs> so rude. She's so good. I fucking love this girl. On the road to WrestleMania, the premium live event. Last Saturday, as Ron Breaker, of course, retaining the. What happened? Oh, yeah, I like that they did this at the actual media call. Yeah, this was nice. What happened after the matchup is viral moment. I'm not the guy, yeah? The rest of these fans, you don't. Don't talk to me now. Is that how I get to be your guy? A train? Okay, A train? Yes, coach. I call the A train. <laughs> I would have called him the hip hop hippo. I would have been like, come on, hip hop hippo. Oh my god. What are your thoughts on this one? Yo, why is Soul Ruga so fucking good? Very talented. Oh, Lord, this girl was incredible. 
This is my favorite. Look at she spun around and kicked the girl. Yeah, this was a great match between two really, really good girls. There's more female stars right now in the WWE infrastructure than there are male. Yeah, ladies are shining right now. If we're talking the long term, yeah. But they are definitely building for the future. And it's looking very bright. Damn right. But you got powerhouse like Zoe Starks. You have an incredible athlete like Sol Ruka. Like. Fucked up. <laughs> that soul snatcher is freaking nuts. <laughs> Commander Aziz. It's NXT Underground. I like that these guys are all disheveled from not winning the championship. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. They're ruined. Ruined. Here he is. Commander Dabacados East. And also Dante Chen, promising young. Oh well. Bullet monkey. <laughs> Why feed Dante Chen? Is he one of the Asian guys whose hand you were shaking, Triple H? <laughs> he, he he shakes all their hands for the ass whoopers coming. He probably he he probably shook Boa's hand, and I mean, hey. Point at the superstars. You don't want to point at the fucking chalk outline. <laughs> All we need is iced tea and NXT. Now it'd be great. How did you come back and attack Apollo? Jesus. Apollo Cruz knows what he did. He made me command Aziz. We gotta get into sheer back. Is she clear? We're such a tight neck group. Idiots. Get off the clothes. Why were you lurking? You walk between me. I didn't attack Nikita. At the end of the night, I just needed some air. An innocent person? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah, you come on. You know it. I like the evil witches. That's some scary shit. Right. Last thing is the vision needed was those two on the same page. I can make one phone call and Booker T will come here and kick your ass. <laughs> Isla Dawn versus Tatum Paxley. Thoughts? Oh, guys, good to get to, get to see more Isla. She's so good. Everyone, all the girls. Oh, dude, she's, so oh, she's excellent. I also like Tatum Paxley. She looks good in the ring. Yeah, Tatum's nice. Tatum, I like Tatum. 
We're going to have a really nice packed women's division. Nice Meteora there. Stomp the face. What I like, what I like about like what Isla, she's, she, she's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And sexy. Sexy terrifying. The best oh, kind yeah. of be. She looks after you, like she looks like after you bust a nut, she'll bust your face. Like there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, she came with a chain. That's right, bitch. We final fight up in here. Anyway, let's get to the car. JD McDonough versus Carmela Hayes. I can't say enough good about this. This is like, oh my god, I. This was a takeover level match. These guys are so good. This match legitimizes what makes everything about this brand so great. Like, yeah. it's it's Carmelo Hayes who has been absolutely incredible on the verge of that NXT Championship against freaking JD McDonough, who's one of the best guys from NXT UK that didn't win the title. The back and forth between these two is just too good, you know? Oh my god, it was great. But you know what the thing about it is? My favorite part about this wasn't even the match as good as the match was. Oh, my favorite part about this was the match as good as the match was because oh, there was the a lot of incredible. incredible. Yeah. They did some really cool stuff. And I know what your favorite part is the run-in later on. But before we even yeah. get into that, like... You know, just the fact that this was so well done, this goes to show why Carmelo Hayes would be a good contender for the World Championship against Braun oh, Breaker yes. um, once they're ready to elevate they, him. They wrestled this like they were wrestling on TakeOver Weekend and trying to steal the whole show. Yeah, like this was very, very solid. They went for a long time. This was not a short match. Yeah, a lot of close counts. They're standing Spanish fly. I feel like McDonough has one of the best Spanish flies I've seen. Mm -hmm. Like a fadeaway leg drop. Like everything these guys do is crazy. Wild. Yeah, I could just watch this forever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry for people listening to audio only, but hey, come into the Twitch. Watch some of the clips. That's how good this match was. <laughs> yeah, the words can't convey it. We really can't say anything about it. You know, I'm not Joey fucking Styles here. I'm watching the match too. Like, not even, like no joke. After this NXT, I went back and watched this, this match again. Dragnov, there's your favorite part, right? That's what you're talking about? Dude, I love McDonough's face. Like, oh, fuck, not him again. <laughs> Yeah, Dragnuff ain't going nowhere. And I love how poor Trick just gets caught in the crossfire. Shouldn't have been out there, Trick. See, McDonough was smart because see, Hayes was smart. Hayes got the fuck out of the way. I saw your TikTok about Chase. You're the one of my followers. Why don't you? The people are really nice. It's too hard, though. Oh, no! Peso, go. Wait! Oh, Peso, then what are you still doing? My turn to talk right now. And it's annoying. You told me to breathe three times when I go, what are you? Stop! All you care about is your makeup, your cars, your and all I care about. We don't care about your background. If you're not down with that, chase you. Fuck it. What <laughs> she really did? Uh oh. Oh god. 
Yo, it's starting to not even be the fucking parking lot. NXT's just not safe. Does this mean she's going to come back? People get jumped in the parking lot. People get kidnapped. Does this mean she's going to come back as a dark Thea Hale? Who fucking knows? She's going to join the Rock's daughter's thing with, uh, <laughs> with Joe Gacy, right? They're going to be. They're going to make her uh, another evil. She'll be an evil cheerleader. Oh, please don't do it. That's terrible. Why would they? Why would they drag her off camera specifically with this person? Unless that's what they. I, I hate to say it because I like Thea Hale's current gimmick, but why would they do that? Unless the next thing you've seen the Ministry of Darkness, isn't that how it happened? One minute you had the, <laughs> one minute you had the Gowans, and then the next minute the Undertaker took them away, and they were the Gowans. You, know? you had fucking Mabel, and then all of a sudden the APA is kicking the shit out of him, and he came back as Visceral. <laughs> you know, like this is it. This is her Midian and Viscera moment. Oh God, no! The next the next time we t- see her, she's gonna be a new member of the of that cult shit. What's it called again? Schism. Schism. She's gonna be a new Schism person. Yeah, King was there. You go fifth root. <laughs> Yo, don't it, do that because my favorite part of her the fact that she always looks like she chugged like two 20 ounce Red Bulls before she went on camera no, and they all hit at the same time it's, gonna, it's all over now because The Rock's daughter has you so now you're going to join a cult fuck <laughs> I'll be okay with it if she keeps the same energy she's trying to be everybody trying to be all dark and menacing and that her happy excited ass shows up is that her phone in her right hand no? ah, I was hoping I it was her phone. I was thinking, how great would it be if it was her phone and like a, she drops it and when someone picks it up, it has that one picture of her that's like, ah! <laughs> Selfie! The click! The chase you guys find it. Oh no, what happened? And I said, she's gone. You're the very end. I gotta see if we get that. <laughs> there we go. Screenshot. Screenshot it right now. <laughs> Just did. <laughs> Yo. The look of pure terror. <laughs> that sucks. As much as I like this character, it really would suck if that was it for her. You know, that's her. That's oh, it. Oh my god! <laughs> you're part of you're part of a cult now. Bye. Can we just do the rest of NXT with just the shot? <laughs> I love how fucking <laughs> Tiffany Stratton didn't give a fuck. She just walked away. Ah, whatever. And not have uh, shit to do with me. Tiffany Stratton was like, I ain't want to gossip, so you ain't heard that from me. You stupid. <laughs> and the cheaters celebrate. Yay. Anyway, let's jump ahead on this because the next matchup is Lyra. I almost call her Lyra Valkyrie. But her name's Lyra Valkyria. Versus Valentina Feroz being accompanied by Wendy Chu. The fact that you had to sell her name Chu. Chu, please. Oh, stop. <laughs> and we have what's her face come out? What's her name again? Um, Electra Lopez, right? Yeah, Electra. I haven't seen her so long. I forgot who that was. Hi, Electra. Funny thing is, she's been? always here. That's what makes that funny. She is here, but she's hardly ever doing anything. Look, she gets her brass knuckles. She's like a regal, a girl regal. And got that baby kicked in the face. Did it? Twice. Did it? It didn't even work, right? Look at that. She gave her knuckles. She's like, "What? Are, what are these? Is this a new bracelet? How do these work?" And then she got kicked in the face twice. Once, two, bye. And and the knuckles are exposed. Look at that. So the ref knows you tried to cheat and failed. And Wendy's looking at the knuckles like, what are you doing? Let's get out to Charlotte. 
And we got a little Wesley video package to help humanize him and show that he's not a Nazi. Unlike his partner, right? I'm kidding. Yeah, he was doing a little vlog of his uh, Vengeance Day, basically. I just know how hard he's worked, and you're gonna kill it. The impact that he has on people, he cares so much. Just want to see him be sick. All the ups and downs culminated by getting me the biggest moment of my life. Oh, I'm so happy the success that dude's gotten. I wonder if he would have had it if uh, if Carter and Ash would have stayed here. Probably wouldn't have been singles, definitely. Cause I mean, they had just won the tag titles. But for you to be newly, maybe one of you two. Tyler Bate. Suspended. He was suspended for fucking with Sean. You saw that? He can't fuck with Sean. The NXT, we have spines. He was suspended for fucking with Sean. Now you know how it feels to have worked during the new generation era, bitch. <laughs> he gets suspended for fucking with Sean, just like back in the day. Odyssey Jones, I like him against Channing Lorenzo. Fucking low Odyssey man. Oh, he's so fun. Quite the personality on that guy. Oh, dude, lights up a room. It's freaking great. Are we gonna put more mobsters in the mob, or is it just gonna be Tony D'Angelo and Channing Lorenzo? I think it's gonna, it's gonna be them for now. You know, remember they made the other guy swim with the fishes, and he swam to AEW. <laughs> yep. You know. <laughs> I mean, they had all legal different Fantasma, and then they got called up. <laughs> yeah, they were like, forget about that. I like how that released them from their mobster obligations. They were like, Legado del Fantasma, you're out of here. And they say shit about if I get called up. Well, how come Electra Lopez is free from her mob obligation? She didn't get called up. Because nobody wants her. That's messed up. She's cute. Hey. And she and she wrestles well. Yeah, I mean, okay. But she's not Zelina Vega, so. <laughs> no, she isn't. <laughs> And I like Channing too. He's doing good. These guys, like I said, I have every little problem with the uh, with the NXT roster, and I really never do. Look. We told the world the devastation of the creep and even ran. Rejoiced in celebration as they are back home, as larger than life. Super. bigger goals. We look over the landscape. Begins and draped in gold. What a shame that he's gonna be a manager. Yo, I a thought just popped into my head. Go back to Jinder real quick. Doesn't Jinder look like one of those get your ass back in college commercials? <laughs> what was that commercial that used to run around? And it used to be like, what are you doing? Get back in school. It's not too late. <laughs> I saw Jinder that thought just popped into my head. Oh, God. Everest? Is that what it was? Everest? Everest? Yes, that's, that's a what, that's, what, that's what King Quest said. That's what King Quest said in the chat. Oh, my God. I'm so glad Quest remembered. Those bigger goals. We look over the land. Yes, oh. bigger, bigger goals like a degree. 
Oh my god. I don't even really get the <laughs> can't unsee it now, can you? Next up, tag team at Pretty Deadly's Elton Prince and Kid Wilson against Chase Hughes, Andre Chase, and Duke Hudson. And more like disheveled deadly at this point. Like yeah, but you know what? The Shovel Deadly goes over, man. They're higher on them than they are on the freaking Chase U. Oh, God. How the hell is he wrestling? Like, look at the outfits they're wrestling in. <laughs> Sometimes that's the most impressive part to me, the fact that they wrestle in that shit. Like, Jesus. And they are a good you know tag There's no question. You know how hard it is to be athletic in that place? Oh, man. This is, this is, this is a great tag team, man. This was fun. Hell yeah, it was. So, yeah, that's why I like Pretty Deadly, because everybody hates them so much because of the look, but these guys can go, and that's the best part about it. I'm kind of wondering what, like, they're doing with Chase U, though, because, I mean, we were figuring they were going to be tag champs after Vengeance Day, so now it's like, what's next? Yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, are they going to call them up? I don't know if they're ready yet. They still have a lot to do. No, nah, not yet. No, it's just too soon for them. I think they're still going to get it eventually. I just don't know when. Like, I hope it's not like, I hope they don't wait too long. Yeah. I'm glad that they survived the transition, though. Yeah, they're there. See, those are some of the guys where it's like, I feel like it might well, have been smoother if they didn't all get introduced all virtually at the same time, but they all came out of them. The D'Angelo family, all of them came out of the group. Look at Thea Hale. Terrified. She saw some shit. Baby, it's rough. My tinfoil theory is that Simone Johnson opened up her mobile device and showed Thea Hale her balance for being the Rock's kid. <laughs> Quest, get out of my head. Quest, go holler about She's seen the roost. She's seen the roost. What the fuck? <laughs> get, get out of my head, Quest. And Pretty Deadly is pretty victorious. Gallus waiting in the wings. I took a look. Jack Dempsey doesn't sound like like Regal's. Listen to him. He doesn't sound anything yeah, Charlie like Charlie doesn't have a stick of accent. As he doesn't have any accent. Yeah, skip this a little bit ahead to when they're in the ring. I don't need you. I don't need you. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. Skip, 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 skip. 
I don't know why Bailey's a fucking counselor. She's a heel. She should know you were friends. She's breaking up. Violently. Hug it out. Coming from Bailey, that means a lot. Oh, I really thought it was going to be GG2, Quest. Yo. She kicked the fuckity fucker. Watch the recoil. Oh. The door was supposed to open. The door did not. No, oh, I can tell. I am the door. Yo, look at the crack in the front and then like the uh, the front of the door. Like. Oh. You like the crying at the end of that? I think it might have been a shoot. Look at her face. Yeah, I, I see it. Face. You might have shoot crying. <laughs> like I wish she turned away from the camera to to do that. I I, I don't like seeing that. Like, you I get mean, to that, you know. No, no, not the sympathy thing. I just feel like as a wrestler, you, you should be knocked out. You, you shouldn't cry. I think it was great because of the fact that it, came, it was like her best friend that did it, you know? Yeah. yeah I just don't like that. No, nah, I really dig it. I think it adds to it. it it's going to benefit that angle when they eventually go at it. It's going to be like the betrayal. Like you died. Like we've been up and down the road together. And you turned your back on me in an instant. Hey, Marty Jannetty didn't cry when Shawn Michaels threw him, uh, you know, in that barber's shop. Uh, yeah, but this window. is Marty. Yeah, but he's Crying a man. might not work for Marty, but the cry works for Gigi. It works for a woman better, I think. This is, this is like that movie League of Their Own, like Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. And this was way more stiff than the Sean Jannetty thing, to be fair. Right. <laughs> to be fair to them, yes, th this was significantly more right. stiff. Marty so, got thrown through a barbershop window. This bitch got launched into a door. <laughs> so NXT did 562,000 viewers at a point eleven in the 18 to 49 demographic, down a little bit from the 587,000 viewers that they did the previous week. Point thirteen though the previous week, so they were up two points in that demographic down on the viewers. And yeah, they stay between, they hover between fi um, 550 and 600,000. And no, no one's wrestling ratings have really gone up or down, no matter what they've done or haven't done at this point, to be honest. It actually makes more sense to me that WWE just kind of doesn't really try to please any demographic anymore and just focuses on, on, on moving the business forward, as opposed to AEW <laughs> that, that seems to keep trying to pull different rabbits out of their hat. And it's, it's all the same result. It's like there might be a ratings change at some point, but we've followed now for like years. And these shows pretty much stabilize where they do. You know? Yeah. Everybody's kind of where they're, where they're meant to be right now. So Yeah, dude. Th there's only so many wrestling fans out there. You know? Yeah. Especially nowadays when there's so many different options for entertainment. You guys got to remember that. They're competing with everything. Even the things that are failing right now. Like Netflix and freaking... Peacock even other shit on Peacock their own station that they're on they have to compete against because it's all VODs right <sighs> anyway folks that is pretty much a wrap for us thank goodness we are done here 
don't forget this week especially there's going to be like a lot of pretty wild stuff happening with the channel we're going to be going back more and more and more to hogwarts legacy fight me if you don't like it haters are welcome in the chat <laughs> we mean in person not behind the keyboard Get it helps right. it helps with the numbers so i don't mind at all also we're going to be checking out some of the other titles that have come out we might check out the uh the hi-fi rush of course we're going to be going back to our core titles and all of that other stuff along the way don't forget we'll be back here next week to discuss wrestling once again and we're going to be doing i'm guessing the predictions for elimination chamber because it seems to be uh what's coming up in the rotation so stay tuned for that and we'll be having a watch along the following week but for now we bid you all adieu this is it ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk brunch live hosted by yours truly rick Darry, aka captain brunch for myself for my co-host destin soglo frazier and anthony askew we're out of here happy wrestling everybody here's everyone shut it down <laughs>